Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Deuce Specialty Football Show. I'm your host, Ben Side. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Happy Tuesday. Hopefully, everybody's having a good Tuesday evening. Um, I know I am, ladies and gentlemen. So, this is episode 79. Looking forward to having this show with my boy, Ben. My co-host, Ben Fair. Matt, we were talking about, you know, the hire of Jim Harbaugh to the L.A. Chargers. Shout out to my, our guy, Will Lyons, obviously, Big Baby. Um, obviously, Sharon Moore going to Michigan. We're recapping the NFC, AFC. Obviously, talking about the Commanders after we do our recap. But, man, what a weekend, man. What a weekend. What a weekend. Obviously, NBA treadmill deadline literally next week. Uh, so, the days are going so fast, ladies and gentlemen. So, enjoy the ride. Um, shout out to America. Who, shout out to America, whoever's listening in London and every other country out there. Shout out to my neighbors as well. <laughs> Yeah, yes, sir. But Ben Fair, what is going on, my man? Because we got a lot of things to talk about, and especially on rivalry week with Duke versus UNC. Apparently, UNC fans care what you have to say on Twitter. Apparently, UNC fans they they love to pay attention to Duke for some odd reason. Shit, if I was a UNC fan, I don't even give a shit about Duke. What uh, Duke? But whatever. I guess UNC fans just love to watch your games. Apparently, apparently. So, Ben, what is going on? How are you? And you know I'm very happy today, but but I, but overall I'm looking forward to educate the fans out there because I'm we're, we're gonna tell fans out there that coaching matters. But what's going on, Ben? And before you go, breaking news: Ben Johnson is staying as the OC of Detroit Lions. I thought watching the game on the second half, I thought what about him calling the plays? I thought, but I was like, you know what, fuck man, he's calling these plays. He's like, you know what? I'm about I'm about to be the Washington Commanders coach, but I guess I was wrong. I was wrong. I thought he was going to be the coach, but whatever. I was wrong. But Ben Fair, what is going on? Because we got a lot of things to talk about, my friend. Yeah, I'm doing good, man. Um, it's kind of crazy how fast this basketball season's going. Uh, in particular, college basketball. You know, we only got one more month until March Madness arrives. So. Um, it's kind of nuts to see how fast this season's going, but yeah, it's been very good. Like you said, you got, uh, you got rivalry week this upcoming week. Um, yeah, John Shire gets a chance to see if he can go three and zero against UNC to start his career. Um, this should be a good game. I mean, you know, Duke is having some issues on the defensive end and they're, they're running into some, some issues offensively, just trying to figure out, you know, who, who the go-to players are and stuff, uh, who the complimentary players are. Uh, but, yeah, UNC is also playing phenomenal basketball, especially compared to, you know, what they've done the last two seasons. Facts. Um, but, yeah, unbelievable year they've had, and I can't wait for that game. It's it's always the most anticipated uh, matchup in, in all of college sports. So uh, it should be a fun outing. Um you know, and then just getting some some stuff done behind the scenes of, of podcasting and writing, um, you know, just keeping myself busy. But um, I'm happy for today's episode. Like you said, we get to talk about your 49ers going yes. to the Super Bowl again. You. Um, you know, like you said, a great hire in the college football ranks. Yes. Uh, for Sharon Morgan uh, promoted to the head coaching job. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, just just it's an unbelievable week to talk sports, and I'm happy to be doing this with you every Tuesday, like we have been. Facts, facts, facts. Uh, well, quick, happy birthday to our boy Kevin Benz, but happy birthday, Kev. All right, yeah, now. happy birthday, Kev. You, you're turning old, man. <laughs> but he told me he told me he has UNC over Duke for this weekend. Just to let you know. But anyway, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I don't listen I, for me. I'm going for Duke. 
Let's do duplicate. And I got and I got and I got everyone over Michigan State. Oh wait, that's actually been happening. <laughs> oh, I love you guys. It's a rivalry. Ray, Ray, go. All right, all right. Especially Tom Izzo versus uh, your boy. All right, now let's go. Um, no, no, no. To be to be a rivalry. Both teams got to be winning in that matchup, and Tom Izzo could barely ever beat Coach K. So Michigan State, Duke, we played each other a lot, but we're not a rivalry because Michigan you know, State barely, true, barely ever beat us. That's very true, Ben Fair. But you know what Kevin was saying? We got we, we claimed Draymond Green. Look at that. But anyway, it's all good. All right. Wow. Next. How Draymond Green all day? <laughs> <laughs> well, again, well, he's like, oh, he's a champion. Whatever. All right. Now. Ben Fair, now we're in a new era of uh, NCAA football, right? Now, Jim Harbaugh left, you know, to the Chargers. We'll talk about that soon. But the point is, Sharon Moore is a new head coach for Michigan. Good luck to the guy. I hope he does great with recruiting, yada, yada, yada. Um, uh, it's interesting, Ben, because Edwards, the running back, came, came back to school. It's going to be interesting to see if he still enters the draft, if he still wants to. But, we'll, we'll, uh, but it, there's probably a reason why he probably stayed. And good luck to him, by the way. But Ben, your thoughts? And we're in a new era, my friend. I mean, I'm, enjoy- I'm gonna, we're, we're gonna enjoy this new era without Saban and without Jim Harbaugh in college football. I mean, I, I love it for college football. Do you? I, I, honestly, I think this 14 playoff, uh, uh, you know, 14 playoff race is gonna be fun to watch, isn't it, Ben? Are you, you happy? Mean, we're in you a mean, new- you mean, you mean 12 teams? Thank you, thank you. I don't know why I keep thinking 14. I don't know why, but. Anyways, are you happy? It, it, it should it should still be a four team. I agree, I agree, but whatever. You know, it is what it is. So, so are you are you, are you excited with this new era of twelve playoff? And we're in a new era with coaches now. I mean, now Saban Saban's gone. Now Jim Harbaugh's gone. Your thoughts, man? I think it's gonna be, for us podcasting like this. It's gonna be fun for the audience. It's gonna be fun with this new era. Um, yeah, it's definitely a new era that we're going into, you know, when you lose the greatest college football coach of all time, and then the defending head coach, um, the defending national champion head coach, um, in the same season, it's definitely a change of, of, uh, culture within, within college football. Um, but yeah, start off everything. Shout out Sharon Moore. Um, you know, he did a, terrific job this year mm-hmm. uh, for the f- couple games he filled in for Harbaugh mm-hmm. as their head coach. Um, I think he's a, he's a player's coach. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a, he's a guy who wears his heart on his sleeve. He's not afraid to express his emotions and, mm-hmm. and how he feels about various circumstances, mm-hmm. whether it's team oriented, player oriented, coach oriented, mm-hmm. or, you know, NCAA oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I like coaches who are, you know, not afraid to be vocal. Uh, so I thought they did a great job in, in giving Sharon an opportunity to be the head coach there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Donovan Edwards could definitely, you know, decide to keep his name still in college football. Um, I think with the lack of depth at the running back position in the draft, if I was Donovan, I would honestly go pro. I agree. Um, next next year's running back class is a lot stacked. better than this year's. Oh, stacked. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. From the top, you know, not only is it deeper, it's just the talent level in yeah. next year's class is way better. Like yeah. you're gonna have tra- you're gonna have Travion Henderson who just who who came back who easily. Oh, yeah. Travion yeah. Henderson could have been the first, possibly second running back taken in this year's draft, so he came yeah. back. He's gonna be in next year's draft. 
Quinshawn Junkins, the best running back in the country, will be in next year's draft. Yep. Um, Damian Martinez from Oregon State, one of the best mm-hmm. running backs in the country, will be in next year's draft. What about the um, back that they got? The Ohio State that right? Is that running back? Is that? Is I that, said I said Travion Henderson. Yes. Okay. okay. And Qu- and Quinshawn Junkins, both of them are Ohio State. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Makai Hodge or Makai Hughes. I, I mean, from uh, from Tulane, he'll be yeah. in next year's draft. Um, Trevor, um, was it Trevor Eats or Travis Etienne? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Trevor Etienne, the running back that transferred from Florida to Georgia, he'll be in next year's draft. Um, you know, and then and the list goes on and on and on. So I don't know if Donovan coming back was necessarily the best move. Um, you're you're gonna you're gonna be competing with way more talented guys next year, but. Uh, you know, you have to make the decision that you feel is best for you and, and, mm-hmm. and your situation. So mm-hmm. I wish Trevion the best. Um, but do I like this 12-team playoff? No, I don't. I, I hate the 12-team playoff as it, as it stands currently. But I also hated the 14-team playoff when it right. got introduced uh, in 2013. Uh, you know, I always, I always believed in just a two-team national championship game and then Everybody else just played in, in a regular bowl game. Um, and the, and the, my reasoning for not liking additional games in college football is college football is not the end location for a lot of these guys. A lot of these yep. guys want to make it to the NFL. And, you know, some people might re- rebuttal that and say, you know, having them play extra games gives them more game tape to show what it is that they can do. Mm-hmm. The, the 13 games that they were playing in before these playoffs are, you know, the 12 to 13 games they were playing in before the 14 playoff game was even introduced mm-hmm. was enough, was enough games to, to allow a player to showcase his, his ability mm-hmm. or allow or not to show off his ability if they weren't, if they just weren't talented. Having college kids, Forcing college kids to play more games, like because now they're gonna have to play. They're already playing fourteen games a year, roughly. Mm-hmm. Now they're gonna have to. Now they're gonna have to be playing an adi- possibly an additional two more games on top of that. So uh, roughly about sixteen games a year, which is only one less than what the NFL does now. Mm-hmm. Some of, some of these kids aren't. Their bodies aren't meant for that. Nope. You know, th- th- there's a reason a large number of players that play football in college don't make it into the NFL because their yep. body is not meant or ready to play 15, 16 games. Facts. They're not yep. in that type of conditioning. They don't have, they possibly don't have the strength for it. They might be a part of a university that doesn't have a great medical program that's able to keep up with that type of strenuous activity and workload. Um, and, and it's stuff like that. And, and it's two extra games that you're forcing a guy to have to go out there and possibly tear an ACL, tear an yeah, Achilles, good point. Good point. you know, destroy the rotator cut, break a collarbone, break some ribs, you know, serious injuries could happen in those two extra games. And, and those two extra games are for what? For views. So, yeah. so the NCAA can generate more money and put money in, into their pocket and Very not, and, and, and that money is not going to go into the player's pocket. So you're, you're just trying to exploit these guys for, for your own beneficial gain. It's, it's complete and total nonsense for me. They are, they did not extend from the fourth hell. They didn't extend from 
just the two-team national championship to the four-game national championship for the betterment of the players. They mm-hmm. expanded to a four-team initially for views so that the yeah. NCAA could generate more money. The yep. only reason why they're going from the four-team playoff to the 12-team playoff, even though we know there's a big discrepancy in talent between teams yep. uh, and college football, it's not like college basketball where you have a massive landscape of guy of teams who can possibly all win the big one. College football, it's usually 10 to 15. It's At most, it's 10, but it's usually like – five to eight really, really solid teams that even have a remote chance of winning the national championship yeah, on point. a year-to-year year basis. Point. Very good point. So this, this four, this 14 to 12 team jump, it, it's only so the NCAA can get more money. It's only so these greedy people can continue yep. to stuff their pockets and, and not give a little literal crap about the health and well-being of some of these kids and what they're going to go through. Mm-hmm. So no, I don't. I don't enjoy the twelve-team playoff. You're, we're going to see kids get hurt for no reason. Is that why these these players? And I, I, that's why I don't. I don't blame them. But my, my thing is right. You know, yeah, no, but that's a great point because we saw Jalen Smith. Right. I mean, he was a great player, but he, he tore his what ACL in that bowl game. So it made good good point. Good point. Um, and you know, and and this is why you're not surprised with these kids. Even they're like, you know what? We're not, we're not, we're not in the final four. I mean, what what's the point? And of- I mean, and, and and that's that's another reason too why I think they did it is because you know over yeah. the last three years, four years, we've seen a massive influx yep. of guys sitting out their bowl games, and then yeah. you know their team gets fucking blown out, like we saw for the Florida yep. State versus Georgia game. And, and, you know, we've seen it in, in years prior, but I, I think that's another reason why they did it. But I think the ultimate reason is just so they could get more money. It's more yeah. it's more television time. It's two more games that fans are going to have to tune in and watch, which is just going to generate more money for them to pocket. Now, it's, all about mo- it's all about money at yeah. the end of the day. Now, here's another good question. Let's just say I, I know I, also I know that's a great point. I'm with you. But here's my thing, right? Let's just, let's just say one of those games are blowouts. Like like, let's just say if four of those games in the in the in the in the twelve playoff thing. What if what if four of those games are blowouts? And I mean, are you gonna laugh at the committee? And be like, I, I told you so. I'm not surprised. I mean, it, it's it's gonna be. We're gonna have in the first round, definitely the first round. We're gonna have blowouts. When so it's gonna be what the first seed and the and the second seed get a bye, right? Right, right. And so it's gonna be like three versus twelve. Uh, four versus eleven, blah 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 blah. Those three versus twelve games probably going to be a blowout. That Should four be. versus that four versus eleven game probably going to be a blowout. That five versus ten game probably going to be a blowout. Like at least three, those three right there are going to be absolute fucking blowouts because it's going to be a team like Ole Miss versus fucking Boise State. Yeah, like boy. it's gonna be a d- absolute dis- shit show. It's gonna be a yeah. destruction. Yeah, like like this year, this year it might have been a little bit differently, just because like you had some team teams that were pretty good. Like I wouldn't have wanted wanted to have faced Arizona if there was like a twelve team playoff. Like yeah. Arizona was running through everybody late in the season in the Pac twelve. It didn't matter if you were ranked or unranked. They fucking put their fucking head in your chest and ran you over. Yep. Um, 
But, yeah, I, I, we're going to see three or four blowouts every single year in these college football playoffs. Like we're, we saw, we've seen blowouts when it's the one seed versus the three seed. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So it, it, imagine a three seed versus a 12 seed. Like, it's going to be absolute chaos because one of these 11 or 12, like, you're going to have potentially two non power five schools in, in these, in these playoff games. And they don't have the talent to to keep up with a power five school, especially a dominant power five school. Like as much as I love Tulane, shout out our homie Jamie. As much as I love as much as I love watching Tulane and as good as I think their their team could be next year, you know, with with, uh, the the additions they got in the transfer portal with Ty Simpson and um, old boy the wide receiver from Alabama and then um, uh, the, the other wide receiver, Mario Williams, that they got from you guys. Yes, as yep. good as as good as their like core group of four offensively is, if they were to play Ohio, like let's say Ohio State somehow is the three seed next year, and Tulane is the twelve seed, mm-hmm. Ohio State's going to beat Tulane by thirty. Yeah, yeah. Like no. Tulane might not even score. Is Tulane would have such a hard time scoring against a defense like Ohio State next year. Yeah, that's that's a great example. I saw Oklahoma when Lincoln Riley was there. I saw him getting blowouts uh, by I forget what team. Oh, oh, a conference that plays defense, the SEC. That's what happens, right? But no, man, that's a good. That's a great example. I mean, let's keep it a beat, man. And I, I, I like what you're saying because you know, because let's keep it a beat. We know what conference is going to win. It's it's, the, it's either the Big Ten or the SEC. Because why? Because those. Well, yeah, especially now because of that whole fucking reassignment shit, like bringing Texas over to us, bringing Oklahoma to us. That's, you know, two more powerful teams in SEC. And then you look over at the Big Ten and the Big Ten, what, they added you guys, they added Washington, they added Oregon. Yes. They they added, what, UCLA? Like, you know, those are good programs, man. So now – all the you know, pretty much all the best teams are, are in two are only in two conferences. You're, like yeah. you said, the Big Ten or or in the SEC. Like the Big Twelve is 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 slowly getting worse. It's slowly getting worse. I agree. And then uh, obviously the Pac-12 is non-existent. Nope. And then the ACC is an absolute shit show. It's bad. It's horrible. It's not even great to watch. But and let me ask you this, man. Before before we move on from this. Uh, Sharon Ward, like, do you think Michigan was gonna like? Were you shocked about that hire? Were you or were you shocked that you, you thought they were gonna hire somebody else? Like, I heard, well, a Michigan fan never wanted this, but apparently, uh, Michigan was apparently interested in Brian Kelly. Now, uh, I don't know. No, if true, um, but. no, you you don't you don't do that. You don't do that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And and also, as much as I don't like Brian Kelly, I don't think he was gonna leave LSU after hell what no, two years. No. Um, you know, I get it. You know, this past season was kind of a letdown, but they, they kind of had an incomplete team. Their defense yeah. wasn't that good. Yeah. Uh, offensive, off, offensively, they're the best offense in college football. But I agree with that their, one, de- yes. their, their, their defense, their defense just kind of let them down a little bit this year. Um, and I think Brian Kelly stays, you know, he, he's like I said, I'm not a massive fan of Brian Kelly, but he's done a good enough job at LSU for, for that fan base to respect him. I mean, he's, he, I believe he's won nine or more games in his two seasons there, so no reason to leave that program. Facts. Now, here we go. 
Oh, uh, shout out to our boy Will Lonnie, the big baby. The Chargers now, man. L.A., the city of champions and the city of stars. Jim Harbaugh, I called it Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers. I'm not surprised. I mean, they have a quarterback. I told you if J.J. McCarthy was going to the NFL, that's how I knew Jim Harbaugh was leaving. Um, so, shout out to Jim. Shout out to the Chargers. Shout out to Spanos. Um, uh, the owner, a lot of Chargers fans doubt of Spanos, but I think Spanos made the right hire. I'm not going to lie, man. Um, I, I, I look at <clears throat> Jim Harbaugh. As they said, I mean, listen, I love Shanahan, but I miss Jim Harbaugh because when he built those Niner teams and uh, but with himself, he built the uh, that that was a big, very very physical team with Jim Harbaugh and the Niners. But listen, man, I mean, listen. At the end of the day, I'm gonna tell everybody a quick story. You know, if, if, listen, the Niners. You know, the GM was Tim uh It was Jim Harbaugh. The Niners had <laughs> one guy. They chose Tim over Jim Harbaugh. And we saw the, the we saw the end of this we saw we saw the end of it right. They, this man Trembocki hired Jim Tomsula. That was stupid that they hired this man hired literally when Chip Kelly got fired from Philadelphia. This man hired Chip Kelly, and that was the end of Trembocki. Right now Trembocki is in Jacksonville, so I don't really miss Trembocki at all. But the point is, Jim Harbaugh builds a good good roster, man. I would not be surprised if half of his team has Raven Raven players because man, remember when Jim was the coach of San Francisco, he stole Aquan Borden from the Ravens. Not surprising. Because him and his brother respect each other. So, listen, I'm happy for Charger Nation. Um, you, you know what's ironic? The two San Diego teams, by the way, the San Diego Clippers and the L.A. Chargers, they have the right coaches. San Diego Clippers. But you get the idea, right? I mean, listen, I mean, regardless of what people think about Ty Lue, uh, the narrative with Ty Lue, well, he hasn't won since LeBron. But overall, he's a good coach, all right? I mean, um, now the Chargers, they finally hired the right coach. Shout out to them, Jim Harbaugh. So, Ben... I'm happy for Charger fans. They deserve it. I'm just hoping they stay healthy. Um, like, like, but you would not be surprised if they grab some Raven players because, they, because I feel like Jim Harbaugh and his brother kind of run the same system. But obviously, by the way, Jesse Jesse Minters, the DC from Michigan, joining with them. But and by the way, they just hired a front office uh, from the Ravens going to the Chargers. Not surprised there. Of course, Jim Harbaugh was still. Uh, his brother's front office. Uh, not surprising, obviously. So, Ben, your thoughts? I think it's going to work out. I think your one's going to be great. Um, you, but, Ben, the AFC, it is really stacked, isn't it? And a shout out to Jim Harbaugh. Good luck. Welcome back to the NFL. Ben, overall, I'm just so happy for Charger fans because they deserve it. And But, Ben, the city of L.A. is all about stars. And you, and you know that, Ben. Yeah, I mean, um, I definitely think they got the the coaching hire right, um, and, and especially for the guys who are available this year. Like, you don't really go after Bill Belichick. You know, he's 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 aging. Yep. Um, you kind of want to get somebody that you can maybe lock in and 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 see a future of at least you know 10, 10 12 years. I would say, because yep. I'm sure the Chargers, like like you kind of mentioned, they kind of been going through a coaching carousel, so. Yep. They want to make sure they get a they got a guy who not only could possibly stay for the long haul, but um, you know a guy that's honestly worthy of even thinking about a long haul projection. So um, you you get in you get in Harbaugh, a guy who's had NFL success. You know he's been to a pro, he's been to a Super Bowl before. He does. Um, he's he's coming off a national championship, um, and and I think. Honestly, I think Harbaugh, when he went to Michigan, I feel like it was him wanting to clear his head of stuff, you know, him wanting to get back right and, and get back connected maybe to the game of football. 
Um, and, and, and winning a national championship at his alma mater, something that not a lot of coaches have ever done in the college football ranks. Nope. Not a lot of coaches can say they won at the, as a coach at the same program that in which they played for. Um, and so I, I think Harbaugh now coming back to the NFL after doing what he just did, he's going to have a new level of urgency. He's going to have a new, like, just feel and, and this the, the way he works. I feel he's just going to – he's just a new guy. Like, yes. I feel like this – it's almost like a – it's almost like he's coming back to he's coming to the NFL for the first time. It, it almost Facts. feels like it's been a while. Yes, he just feels like a new guy. I'm very excited for it, and and he's going to a team with a lot of promise. Yeah, um, especially the, a quarterback. The, yeah, yeah. I mean, not even just quarterback. All over the field, this team has a crap ton of promise. I mean, you have one of the best young left tackles in football in Rashawn Slate. Yes. You have a very good young left guard in Zion Johnson. Yes. You have a very good center in Corey Lindsey. Yes. Um, your wide your receiving core, Joshua Palmer, is an up-and-coming wide receiver. Yes. Keenan Allen might be 32, but he's still <laughs> got at least two more years on him. And mm-hmm. he just had arguably the best season of his entire career at 30-fucking-two. Yeah, yeah. Like, Keenan Allen is one, of the, is one of the best receivers to ever play in the NFL. It, like his hands are incredible. His route running is is, is impeccable, yep. and, and his his professionalism and, and and work and work balance is, is top tier. I mean, yeah. um, so you have Corey, like you, like I said, you have Keenan Allen. Um, unfortunately, Joey Bosa fucking sucks now, mm. um, I, and his and his attitude is even worse than this fucking play. Um, but at least you got, you got Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack, yep. everybody was talking shit about Khalil Mack for a portion of the season. And guess what? He has 17 fucking sacks on the that's, year. That's pretty good. Like, why the fuck were we complaining about – were people complaining about Khalil Mack at a certain – I get it. At one point, he had those, what, four or five sacks in a game. And he, yeah. he went like four or five games without a sack. Guess mm-hmm. what, bitches? He finished with like 16, 17 fucking sacks. Khalil, so Mack, is, Khalil Mack is still one of the premier pass rushers in football. Like, just to, make, stop. Just, just to let you know, he's 32 years old, but go ahead, yeah. Yeah, he's aging, but he's coming off one of his greatest seasons ever. Yeah. Um, And he did it without Joey Bosa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Derwin James, when healthy, one of the best safeties in football. Yes, but like I said, when healthy, uh, he, he's re- he's hardly ever healthy for an entire duration Asante of the year. Samuel Jr. Keep going. Uh, yeah. Asante, yeah, I was just about to get there. Asante Samuel Jr., one of the best young up and coming corners in football. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have the fifth fucking pick in the draft. Uh, you know what your cap is going to be like for the foresee- foreseeable future a little mm-hmm. bit because Justin Herbert's already locked up. Yep. Um, it's it's just a perfect spot, man. And and then at the end of the day, you're in beautiful Los Angeles. Of course. Yeah, the ta- yeah the tax rate is high as fuck out here. <laughs> yeah, cost of yeah cost of living is is absolutely insane out here. But the weather the weather is is perfect. Way better. The women, oh, yeah. the, the the women the women are beautiful. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. The the food the food is the best in the entire country. Um, it's, you know, you can't, you can't really get better than, than Los Angeles, man. So I'm happy for Harbaugh and I wish him nothing but the best. 
And we, and by the way, would you be surprised? Breaking news: the Chargers selected a Michigan player. Not really. Which, by the way, Chargers, do me a favor. Please draft Brock Bowers for Justin Herbert. Ben, if they can get Bowers, oh my goodness! And it's awesome. yeah, I, I hope, I hope they do. Like we were talking about it on Andrew's yeah. show like a week ago, and you know, we, you know, we we're kind of talking. You know, sitting there at five, you know, you could maybe get. An offensive lineman, maybe. Don't really need one, but you can maybe get one. Um, or do you go get Malik Neighbors? Or do you go get Roma Dunzi? Or do you go get Brock Bowers? And I think the large consensus of that room was was Brock Bowers. And simply because he's not just a, a target for you. Uh-huh. He's one of the he's one of the best blocking tight ends we've seen in a long time. Like, he would fit with Harbaugh tremendously. Yes. He like I, I don't. I'm not exaggerating, I, and I, I'm I'm not exaggerating when I say this about about Brock Bowers. Since the day I saw him as a freshman, I like when I saw him first play as a freshman. I thought the dude was so skilled. I thought he had already been in college for four or five years. Yeah, yeah. And he was just, that. that was his that was his freshman season, yeah. and then he just got better his sophomore year, and then got better this year, and he, he dealt with injuries this year but he still performed at a high level. Mm-hmm. Um, this kid, and once again, I'm not exaggerating when I say this, this kid has, he, he reminds me of like a Kittle, Travis Kelsey combo. Like he, he's a phenomenal blocker like Kittle and Kelsey. He can run every route like Kittle and Kelsey. He's a, he's a very, very similar build of, of George Kittle. Yes. Um, the kid, the kid is unbelievable, man. I, I really do think when he retires, when Brock Bowers retires, we're going to be talking about him with the Tony Gonzalez, with the Antonio uh-huh. Gates, with the Travis Kelseys. This kid has a real chance to go down as one of the greatest tight ends to ever play the fucking position. Facts. And especially, um, this, listen, this guy fits in Harbaugh's system. Why? You got to block for Harbaugh's system. Why? He likes to run the ball. Same thing with Shanahan. Same thing with John Harbaugh. But you get the idea, Ben. But let me ask you this. Am I, am I crazy to say, like, you know how they have Joey Bosa? I forget the other pass rushers they have. Is it crazy to say at number five they could take Dallas Turner, your pass rusher, from Bamba? Or no, is that too early, number five? That's, that's, too, that's too high. Okay. If you wanted, if you – I do think – so in my mock draft, I do have Dallas Turner in the top ten, but I have him at nine. I have him going to nine. Ooh. Um, I forget who's picking that nine off the top of my head. But yeah, I have go ahead, go ahead. Got you. Go ahead. Um, I wrote it down somewhere. Nine. Yeah, so the, I have him going to the Bears Ooh. at nine. Okay. Oh, shit. Um, that people will be – oh, my God. I like that. Design. Yeah, it'd be yeah, it'd be he'd be he'd be playing across from Montez Sweat. Oh you know, it'd give him a, a, a young a young a, a young pass rusher to go with Montez, who's you know young himself. He's 27, 28. So you would have your edge set up, and they don't really need you know to fill the linebacking position. Nope. They did that last offseason. Yep. You know, they they don't need to go get a safety. They got Jaquan Brisker yep. last year. Mm-hmm. Um, they and they still got Eddie Jackson, even though they're talking about releasing Eddie Jackson. That's stupid. Um, it's not stupid. He's making a fuck ton of money. He's making okay. like eighteen million dollars. Oh, okay. Um, you know they they got they got um Kyle Gordon. Kyle Gordon oh. played unbelievable down the stretch last this past season. So yep. 
I, the one position they need is another edge rusher to go with Montez, oh, and I think Dallas Turner will be phenomenal oh, there. God, they will have the best defense. But, uh, yeah, if, if, if the Chargers, if, if the Chargers want a pass rusher, like if they want to get Dallas Turner, then you you trade back from five, okay, uh, yeah. accumulate some more some more draft capital. You trade back to like you maybe you you swap with the Falcons at eight. Mm. Uh, you you draft Dallas Turner. Maybe pick up a you know a second and a fourth or something as well. All right. Well, Chargers, do me a favor. Uh, if you stay at number five, please pick Bowers. Him and Herbert. The, I'm just telling you right now, whoever picks Bowers and in, uh, in the draft and um in they the they got they they definitely need to go. It's it's either Bowers or Dunzi or Malik Neighbors is who they need to go with. Yes, yes, I agree with you, Ben. And also, whoever has the number one pick and sleeper. I'm betting you they're probably picking Bowers. I would not be surprised at all. So whoever has number no, one pick. No, they, they, they probably won't. Uh, number one pick number one pick right now in all fantasy leagues is either going to be Caleb or Marvin. Ba- Brock Bowers isn't going number Interesting. one. Interesting. No. I mean, hey, I mean. It would be Caleb or Marvin Harrison. Yeah. I mean, I don't need him, but, but listen, but that's, that's, that's a fact. That's a truly fact. All right. Now, speaking with another coach. Jody, this is, we're talking about your team. Raheem Morris going to the Falcons. Jody does not like this. He remember Raheem Morris. He was a DC with Dan Quinn, and I get it, Jody. You see, Ben, we're not Falcons fans. We we, we don't see. If we were Falcons fans, we would probably we would probably jump out of the bridge. We, we probably would because listen, being a Falcons fan, it sucks, right? You think you're you're if you're a Falcons fan, you think negativity, and I get it, right? But I'm just gonna say this, Jody. All right. First of all, he hired his OC is from the Rams. I, I like that. So shout out to, to to the brother Raheem Morris. I think he's gonna do a good job, especially in the NFC South. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Um, but be, because me and Ben like to root for head coaches, but 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 Jody, I get why you're you're negative. I get it. Um, but you know, my thing is Ben. Let me ask you this: When you saw the Falcons hire Raheem Morris, um, are you okay with it? Or uh, the Falcon Nation, Falcon Nation wanted Bill Belichick, obviously, but. But Ben, when you saw the hire of Raheem Morris and shout out to the Rams, they got more picks because of this. So they got the fourth pick, and I believe the fourth pick, I forget the other pick, but definitely they have the fourth pick, fourth round pick now. Um, so Ben, your thoughts? And I think Raheem's going to do a good job. I mean, bro, listen, the Falcons focus on defense in, in, in the offseason. Hopefully find a quarterback. And when you do, I would not be surprised if this team can win the South. It all depends what, who the quarterback is going to be. And I think finally, Bijan and and um, excuse me, and Drake London and Kyle Pitts will be used will be used right next year for sure. Ben, your thoughts? I, I mean, I you understand why Jody's um, um you know dotting right? And you can't blame the guy; he's a Falcon fan. But I mean, what do you? I mean, what do you expect, man? It sucks, right? I mean, I think even if they got Bill Belichick, you would have Falcon fans somewhere bitching and complaining about it. Um. But, yeah, I mean, I, I tried telling people, you know, no way in hell was Bill Belichick ever going to end up in Atlanta. Um, I didn't know who was going to be the coach, but come on, man. No way the Falcons were going to hire the coach that came back and beat them in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Like, people people, people actually believe that? Come on now. Um, you know, regardless of who they hired um, – I mean, you said it well, man. It's going to come down to when when they get a quarterback and who the quarterback is. Yep. Um, you know, do they address it in free agency? Do they do they try and throw a bag at Russell Wilson? Mm. You know, do they do they try and reach on Russell? You know, do they 
do they make a call to the Saints and try and pick up Derek Carr? You know, mm. um, you know do they make a call to the Jets and, and try and take a risk on the, the white boy everybody <laughs> loves, Zach Wilson? Let me ask you this um, question for you. If you're Ray Morris, you're a defensive-minded guy, who would you want? Do you want a veteran quarterback or would you get the quarterback at number eight, in your opinion? You, you got to get the quarterback that's, that's best for your position, that's best for your for what it is you want to do. Um, whether that's a veteran who's done it before, yeah. you know, do you want a game manager, a guy that, um, you know, is going to be a low turnover, is going to make appropriate passes, maybe doesn't, have, <laughs> maybe doesn't have all the tools, you know, to be an elite level quarterback, but is just good enough to, to win you, you know, eight to 10 games, mm-hmm. maybe like a Jacoby Brissett, you know, maybe like a, a Geno Smith, you know, type mm-hmm. of quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or do you want somebody who can maybe push it a little bit more? Do you like, do you want to go get a Jalen Dan, a Jaden Daniels, oh, I like know, that one. A, Heisman win, a Heisman winner, you know, a, a dual threat quarterback, very strong arm. I like it. You know, just, just came off of playing with top tier receivers. So yeah. he knows how to, you know, get his playmakers open, like a Drake London, a Kyle Pitts. Um, you know, or do you want to get someone who was extremely accurate last year and, and also played with a ton of weapons and knew how to, how to you know, get his entire group of receivers open in like a Michael Pennants? Um, you know, I, 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 or, do, you know, do you trade back and eventually maybe take a risk on a guy like Bo Nix? Or do you take a guy, a risk on on, on some of these other guys? Um, it, it all really depends on, on what it is they want to do. You know, do you want a project that, that has a lot of skills, you know, kind of like Jordan Love co- did coming out? You know, he yes. was a very raw quarterback, but he had a lot of good intangibles that people wanted. Do you take a guy like that? a project quarterback like Anthony Richardson last year. Um, it, it all depends. You said they brought it. You brought, they brought the offensive coordinator from the, from the Rams. Yes. I like it. I like it. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, maybe they do, maybe they trade back a little bit and, and go get a Michael Pennitz, you know, somebody who can play a similar play style to uh, what Stafford did, you know, a guy who is a lot, is very comfortable within the pocket, mm. you know, can move in and out of the pocket, gets gets in and out of his reads really well, is going to be consistent with his accuracy. Do you get a guy like that? Because that's what they just kind of had in in, in, in uh, L.A. Or do you <laughs> go the dual threat route, like I said, and get like a Jaden Daniels? Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see. Um but I don't. I don't think it was a bad hire. You know, I'd have to go and look at the numbers of what their defenses did under Raheem Morris when he mm-hmm. was their DP. But you know, he what he just did with that Rams defense. Um, you know, really, it was just what Aaron Donald, Jordan Fuller, um, that were big, and John Johnson that were you know household names. And you know, you had you had guys all throughout that season step up like one after the next. Um, you know, first-year guys, second-year guys, third-year guys, you know, guys who were third-round picks, fifth-round picks, balling their ass off. So if he can translate what he just did in in L.A. with the Rams, if he can translate that to 
you know, a defense that showed a lot of promise early in the year last season, um, I think it's a great hire, man. Like, like I said, at the end of the day, though, we're going to have to see what he can do. Um, I'm not going to knock it yet until I see the performance on the field. Yeah, we shall see. We shall see. And good luck to your Falcons, Jody. We want we want you guys to succeed, man. We really do. And and I, I get why you doubt the doubt the hire, but hey, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Now, um, before we move on, Ben, um, you know who the Steelers hired as their, as their OC, right? You know, you know who they yeah, hired? Yeah, Arthur, Arthur, Arthur Smith. Oh man, I'm gonna pocket with Samari tomorrow, so I'm actually interested in what he has to say. But Ben, I mean, there's no way. And fucking hell, he can he can fuck up this. Oh my God, Najee Harris, God bless you. But you know, Mike Tomlin, I get it. And good luck to you, my man. We'll see if yeah, if you can have a winning season with Arthur Smith as your OC. We'll, we shall see. But Ben, Arthur Smith was with Tennessee. They were known as running the football. Do you think Arthur Smith cannot fuck this up in, in Pittsburgh? No, or he can definitely fuck. fuck it up. I think he does fuck it up. Um, he's got a he's got a shittier quarterback than what he had in Atlanta oh, last boy, year. I, I I can't stand Kenny Pickett. I would <laughs> much I would much rather have Taylor Heineke and Desmond Ritter over Kenny Pickett. Um, this is a guy. You know, you're talking. To, you just talked about. You just made a statement. You know, this is a guy known for running. He did it in Tennessee. Blah 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 blah. This is a man who, for like a three-game stretch, refused, <laughs> refused to give the ball to Bijan Robinson. There, there was a game in which he didn't give Bijan a carry until late in the fourth quarter, and it was the only carry Bijan had the entire game. And then supposedly after the game, they came out and did a stupid report that, oh, we forgot to say Bijan was sick. He wasn't supposed to play this game. Bull fucking shit. Bullshit. This, this man had one of the best running backs as a rookie we've ever seen come through the NFL and was trying to give the ball to Tyler Algier. Like, I get it. Tyler Algier was a 1,000-yard rusher the year before, and he's got a skill set. Yeah. If, Tyler Algier, if you thought Tyler Algier was that good, why the fuck did you draft Bijan to begin with? If you exactly. already had a running back, like that, that's that was like the Lions. Like if you had believed the running back you already had on the roster was that fucking good, like the Lions had David Montgomery because they signed him in free agency right before the draft, yeah. and then obviously the Falcons had Tyler Algier uh, from the year's draft prior. Yeah. Why the fuck are you drafting a top two running back? Obviously, yeah. Dan Campbell finally figured it figured it the fuck out that Jameer Gibbs was better than than uh, David Montgomery. Oh shit! <laughs> that, that's that's no shade at David Montgomery. He was he had an unbelievable season, but yeah. um, you know, David Dan Campbell finally realized that and started making opportunities for for Jameer Gibbs to show his his skill set. Mm-hmm. Bijan Robinson the whole fucking year was sharing like a 50-50 workload with Tyler fucking Algier. What are we doing? This this man could have had a 1,500-yard running back and with an addition, like Bijan Robinson really could have been a 2,000-yard runner. Uh, uh, could have had 2,000 yards from the line of scrimmage from, from running the ball and receiving. 
And this man, Arthur Smith, found a way to fuck all of it up. All of it. And we, we expect him to now go from the Atlanta Falcons, where he had Bijan and a relatively good offensive line, yeah. to the fucking Steelers, who have one of the five worst O-lines in football outside of Bro- – their only good offensive lineman is Broderick fucking Jones, the right tackle. And you want to give him Najee Harris or what? He can fuck that up too? Uh-huh. Najee, look, Najee Harris is what? The only Steeler running back to have 1,000 yards his first three seasons in the NFL. I promise you today that Arthur Smith is going to fuck that record up. He's going to fuck that record up somehow, somewhat. Najee Harris, I, I'm so sorry for you, bro. You just got the worst offensive coordinator you could possibly get. <laughs> For the running back group, he's not going to utilize. He's not going to utilize you guys. Jalen Warren, same thing. If y'all two can find a way to get the fuck out of Pittsburgh, (laughs) get the fuck out of Pittsburgh because (laughs) Arthur Smith is going to is does not give a fuck about the running back position anymore. He's going to find a way to screw you both over. I love how my co-host is heated because did you bet did you bet on uh, Bijan Robinson parlays this year? Yes, I bet on Bijan Robinson parlays. I had Bijan in my fucking fantasy. I had I had fucking like season t- like I was like, oh Bijan gonna run for like twelve hundred plus yards. I had money on that shit. I was betting on his weekly games. I don't blame. Like you. I, I, I was like, oh Bijan gonna get twelve carries. Motherfucker would end up with six. I'm like, what the fuck? How do you get six carries? All right, ben, like I have a question for you. Question. Two catches. Like, what the fuck? I have a question for you. I have a question for you. So, any advice for any fantasy owners or sleepers that had Jalen Warren or Najee Harris for fantasy this upcoming year? Go ahead. Trade them. Trade them today. Trade them. Trade them. Get what you can get. What you can get from them because. This upcoming season, they are going to have a down year. Both of them. Both of them. They are going to both have – Jalen Warren's only a rookie. He's going to have the worst season he's ever had in his career next year. Najee Harris going into his fourth year. A contra- And this is what sucks too. Najee's going into a fucking contract year. He's going to get fucked over by Arthur Smith. Najee's not going to get paid because Arthur Smith's going to fuck his ass over. I have a question for you. This is going to be a hard question for you. Answer it correctly because this is going to be great. This is going to be funny as hell. So which guy do you trust? All right, this is going to be hard for you, Ben. All right, Arthur Smith, Bill O'Brien, Scott Turner, or Matt Canada? They're all awful, but which one? I'm going to go Bill O'Brien because we – and I don't – you know I don't like Bill O'Brien, but <laughs> – at least, at least, at least with Bill O'Brien, like even though he was really fucking bad, at least with Bill O'Brien, he took us to a national championship game. He did. He helped take us to a national championship game. So I'll give Bill that, but it's still fuck Bill O'Brien. <laughs> well, guess what? You know what he's told, ben, told you, Ben Fair? I'm in Ohio State as the OC. How about that? All right. Anyways, good luck to him over there. All right. Now, speaking of a recapping, right? Chiefs and Ravens, man. Oh, my God. See, my heart is so sad. Which, by the way, shout out to you and Wayne, by the way. Well, you guys congratulated me on my nine, by the way. Shout out to, but, Wayne, I, I'm very sad, man, uh, because, I listen, I, I never gave up on my pick with the Ravens going to the Super Bowl. I mean, they, they had it right there, man. Fuck. 
It was crazy. You know, it was crazy, Ben. You know, shout out to Mike McDonald, Mike McDonald, which by the way, low key, I do want him to be your coach because he schemed out really well. Listen, if I told you, Ben, Mahomes scored zero points in the second half, you would probably said I'm lying. He scored zero, zero. So shout out to Mike McDonald, Mike McDonald for that. Um, you know, would really change his game. And shout out to Spax. Spax is a really good DC. This is probably the best defense Mahomes has ever had. Prayers for Charles Menu, by the way, former Niner, by the way. Sucks that he has his own ACL, but we'll really change this game. Obviously, the Lamar interception. Um, shout out to Lamar, though, for catching his, catch, catching his own pass, by the way. What, um, Lamar is so great. But, Ben, um, you know, obviously, when, uh, you know, Raven fans, Chiefs fans will listen to this, but my, my thing is we'll change the game with the Flowers fumble. Um, the taunting, I get it. He throw the guy, and that was a flag, but – Man, I'm sure you will talk about it, but at the end of the day, Mahomes, I'm very sorry for doubting you because, because me and Ben, were, uh, not, we, we, were, we were not getting on you. You were throwing good passes. Your receiver were dropping passes. But, Ben, if your receiver were dropping passes in the regular season, but at the end of the day, if they're catching in the, reg, in the, in the postseason, then who gives a fuck, right? Out of all people, Marcus Scatling is catching the damn ball in the playoffs. Look at that. And, and the you know what's crazy, Ben? Before this game, Kadarius Tony was on Instagram Live said, "Oh, the Chiefs are lying, lying to themselves that I'm not, I'm not injured." So, well, Kadarius Tony is the reason why you're not playing, and you will cost the Chiefs flags. And right now, the Chiefs are doing well without you. But anyway, the point is, Ben, I feel bad for Ravens fans. But by the way, shout out to Shannon Sharp. He used to play play for the Ravens of all the famer. At the end of the day, Shannon Sharp was he was right on first take, Ben. He was right. At the end of the day. We can't, we can't, listen, Josh Allen, uh, uh, Lamar, I love those guys. But they're just not in the same standard as Mahomes right now. Mahomes is a different guy. Um, it's, it's, he's, he's fucking good, man. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing for us to say. I mean, I, I literally said on this podcast and my other podcast, if you give Mahomes a fucking defense, you, you, you just have to pray at that point. Because this guy is different in the playoffs. And Ben, in the commander, in the commander nation, the commanders, Please listen to Vince Size. Please hire Mike McDonald as your head coach. Because I love this guy. This, this, for what he did with the Ravens on defense is spectacular. This year, he was man. You can look him up. This guy was a DC was for, for Michigan. He helped him. He he helped him out. And then I think the Ravens are going to miss him if, if if he goes to be a head coach, either for the Commanders or for Seattle. But with that being said, Ben, what do you have to say to Wayne Cole, Raven fans, and the, for the Chiefs fans? Congratulations, and Ben. Um, my my first question to you is, what do you think about the taunting? Do you think it was right, or do you think they should let the guy play, or do you understand why that was a flag and he, he pushed him in the in the ground? Go ahead, Ben. The floor is yours. And I feel bad for Lamar, but it is what it is, Ben. He he's just ah uh, uh, man. I don't know. I don't know. Go ahead. Um, you, you can tell by my heart, I'm very sad for Lamar. Yeah, I mean, um. Lamar had a good game, but he could have had a better game. Um, you know, there was there was a decent amount of throws where they should have been completions, and he was just overthrowing the receivers. Yep. Uh, he had he had a, he had Nelson Aguilar like twice on the sideline. He had OBJ like twice up the sideline. Um, you know, th- there was a, there was at least seven or eight throws that could have been completed had Lamar not thrown it. You know, three or four yards in front of his receivers, because yep. um, a lot of, on pretty much all those overthrows, 
you know, the receivers had a break on, on the DB covering them. Mm-hmm. They, they, they really, they really did. It, it just came down to bad ball placement. Um, and then obviously they couldn't get a fucking thing going on the ground. Nope. Uh, Gus, Ed, Gus Edwards couldn't find anything. Justice Hill couldn't find anything. Uh, Ramar, Ramar was, could really only take what was given to him. You know, he had, I think like his biggest run of the day was what, like 11, 12 yards, maybe. So mm-hmm. never, never, never was able to really break something open. Um, OBJ, man, they paid you 15 fucking million to do this. Yeah. They paid you 15 million to be an average ass receiver this year. Mm-hmm. That fucking that was you. You stole. You stole so much fucking money from the Ravens this year, bro. I I swear to God, I hope they don't bring you back. You were mm. a, you were a god awful disappointment this year. Just absolute, absolutely horrendous when it came to your play on the football field. I don't know what mentorship or whatever you <laughs> might have done. No, no, no. I'm being. I'm trying to be nice when I say that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know what mentorship you did. Like. I don't know if he mentored Zay Flowers. I don't know if he mentored Rashad Bateman. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm assuming maybe he did, but when it came to the level of play, that 15 million they gave you, you 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 should give that shit back because you did not you did not deserve that fucking money this year. Like mm-hmm. the stuff the stuff you were insinuating in the offseason going into mm-hmm. this year, how you were back. Uh, you felt like you were one of the best receivers in the entire NFL, regardless mm-hmm. of your injury history. Mm-hmm. And for you to have the season output you did for that price point is is a fucking joke. It's you you are one of the primary reasons why the Ravens fucking lost. Mm. You, he is. If yeah. I'm being completely honest, he is. Yeah. He had he didn't have his first catch until what the third fucking quarter. Yeah, you're right. You're so, right. And, it, and, he had, and he had like end, two catches all game. I have a question for you. At the end, was that a flag to you or no? Not really. What flag? What? what? Uh, apparently, he was on the ground. But apparently, uh, I forgot what play it was. But apparently, everybody on Twitter, even Raven fans, are saying at the there. The, uh, apparently, he got hold. But at the end of the day, but we always oh, talk about I'm, this on the podcast, right? You got listen. You got listen. I I get it. The refs are gonna call back calls all the time, right? But at the but that was but, but apparently they didn't they didn't call it. But at the end of the day, Ben, like Kevin Ben says, shout out to Kevin Ben's birthday. Kev said this: even though refs suck, you got to beat the refs. And Ben, you have to. Yeah. You're, you're you're with that. Even though refs, yeah. miss the call, they always miss calls. They always they yeah. Always there, there, there's going to be times that the ref makes the right call, and there can be times the ref makes the ba- a bad call. Thank you. Um, but you just got to go with the flow. It is what it is. You can't take the shit back. Thank and you. at the end of the day, leave it up to your fucking coach to have that dis- di- uh, disagreement with the ref. Allow your coach to have that argument and confrontation with the ref. Uh-huh. Don't as a as a player. That's the easiest way to get another fucking penalty and possibly kicked out the fucking game is uh-huh. to get caught arguing with what the the, the ref the, what the call that the ref made. Mm-hmm. Just like the NBA, just like the NBA, you as a player, just stay the fuck away from refs. Mm-hmm. Allow your coaches to handle that situation. Um, but and you asked me about the Zay Flowers yeah, issue, the um, taunting in the fumble. Yep. Yeah, yep. Zay Zay Flowers. 
just on that possession alone, that three-play sequence alone, um, he ultimately cost him the game, man. He cost him this game. You know, and it, it sucked too because he was the only one that was productive in that yeah, entire was, receiving group. I mean, wow. he was the only one making big plays uh, and, and making plays when they needed him. Like, I get it. You just had a massive wide open, you know, what was it, like a 50-yard play. Yes. Within, you, you got it within the red zone. You're what, within the 10-yard line? Yeah. Um, I got no issue with the flexing shit. I thought that was kind of a stupid Me play. Too. I thought it was kind of a stupid penalty. But at the same time, I do get it. I do get it. Like, when you watch NBA and a guy dunks on somebody and then they stand over the guy, they the rest call the fucking they, – they're going to call Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And, and, yeah. the, and the NFL, too. Like, had he had just, like, flexed real quick and it not been over a player's body, he's yeah. not getting that call. I but agree. the fact that – the fact that he caught it, stood up, dropped the football right next to the defender's head, and then celebrates over top of the defender, that's where you get the call. Mm-hmm. Him just celebrating, thats I don't have an issue with it. It's how close he is and in proximity to the defender. That's mm-hmm. the issue. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, why the fuck did you extend the ball out on that touchdown? You 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 didn't have to. You yeah. you fell in the you fell two and a half yards into the end zone. Why the fuck did you have to reach it out? <laughs> Zay? Yeah. Why the fuck yeah. did you reach it out? And on top of that, you're you're reaching it out with one hand. Put yeah. two fucking hands on the ball. You're taught that at ten years old when you play yeah. flag football to always if you don't have it tucked in one arm. You have two fucking hands on the ball. Yeah, you did. No, you did. you're right. Hold it with two hands. Like the perfect example why you don't reach out with one hand is because of what Legarius Sneed had the opportunity to do. You showed him the football. You showed it to him. You might as well have gift wrapped it, gift wrapped it to him and gave it to him for fucking Christmas. Exactly. You're right. Yeah. You might as well have been singing Christmas carols to him while he was fucking tackling you. Like you didn't need to extend the ball. All you had to do was dive forward and like you did. All you had to do was dive forward like you did, and you were in the end zone. You didn't have to do that. Um, and then, and then on top of all that, at the very end, he slams his fucking helmet yeah. on, on the ground on the sideline, hits his fucking hand on the bench, and now you got a massive laceration on your finger. Like, yeah. it was just fuck up after fuck up after fuck up. Like, what are you doing, Zay Flowers? Yeah. And also, tell everybody what you told Andrew. Was it about the, just, uh, about the Justin Tucker thing? Right? Go ahead, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I'm normally not I, – I normally don't have an issue with Pat Mahomes. I don't. I respect the level of player he is. I, I think he is clear-cut the most talented quarterback we have possibly ever seen play this game. <laughs> I don't think he's I don't think he's the best yet because Tom still has seven fucking Super Bowls and he's exactly. got the passing yards and he's got the passing touchdowns and he's got the career wins. Until Pat is closer to Tom in that aspect, then I'll make that assumption that they're called Pat the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh but Pat, when you watch him, yes, when it comes to skill set of the quarterback, for me, it was always Aaron Rodgers was my yep. favorite quarterback ever when it came to skill set. 
Me too, yeah. But Mahomes, what he's been able to do this year, I think, has made him skip Aaron Rodgers for me. Like, when you talk about the perfect quarterback, it's hard not to say Pat Mahomes as who's the perfect quarterback. Like, who has every single thing you want in a quarterback? It's hard not to say Pat, Pat Mahomes first. And so I respect him for that as a player. What I did not respect or what I did not like and, and made me lose a little bit of respect for him was how he was treating Justin Tucker. And and same thing goes with Travis Kelsey. I, I can't stand Travis Kelsey. So <laughs> this shit, I respect him as a player. I don't respect him as a person. It's because of Taylor Swift? It's n- it's not that at all. Okay. It's okay. just stuff that he's done. Like he's, yeah. he cheated he cheated on his ex girlfriend before Taylor Swift. Oh, that's right. Like, yeah. it, it's the it's the ultra cockiness on the football field. Yeah. Like it, it's just the way he carries himself and pre- presents himself. That's Not fair, saying yeah. he he presents himself in this negative way all the time, but just interviews I've seen throughout his career and little things like that. I, I've just picked up on little things that I don't like about Kelsey. Okay. The the Taylor Swift stuff, it's I don't it's I don't dis or dislike Travis and Taylor for what the NFL is doing. I dislike yeah. the NFL for what the NFL is doing. Facts. Like Taylor Swift, she's just trying at the end of the day, she's just trying to go to a game and, and, and see her boyfriend play. I got no issue with that, right? If you I I employ every spouse to go to every single game they possibly can to see to see their to see their significant other play. My issue is with the NFL showing her seventeen hundred times in the duration <laughs> yeah. of the game. That's yeah. my issue. But back to Kelsey, um, it's it's things like that. What him and Mahomes did are, are reasons why I don't like them. You don't do that. Like at the end of the day, I could get it if Justin Tucker was just being an absolute dick and kicking on your sideline to or to kick on your side of the field to kick on your side of the field. Kickers kick on both field goals and pregame warmups every fucking game. That's it's they do. so that they, it's so that they can get a sense of the fucking wind, the wind behind their back, the and the wind uh, coming to them, and possibly mm-hmm. and possibly. Uh, you know, the wind coming from the left compared to the wind coming in from the right. That's why kickers kick on both on both sides of the field. What Justin Tucker was doing, kicking on the opposing side's field, is not wrong because guess what was going on at the same time? Harrison Butker, the Chiefs kicker, is kicking on the same side where the Ravens were. Yeah. And so both kickers are doing exactly what they do before every game. They warm up on both sides of the field. For Pat Mahomes, who's an MVP level, MVP caliber player, and one of the faces of the National Football League, and then Travis Kelsey, who's the best tight end in football and the most talked about athlete in, in the NFL right now because of his relationship, you two cannot act like that. That is immature. That's unfucking professional. Like, I can get it taunting with them maybe messing with his kicking tee once or twice and then leaving it alone, you know, just to play a little practical joke. But to consistently, consistently tossing his kicking tee, tossing his his football, his little holder for his football, tossing that shit, tossing the footballs. Travis Kelsey tossed his fucking helmet 
You don't do that shit, bro. Like, how would you like it if someone went over to your shit and was tossing your shit? You would be fucking irate and furious and be trying to retaliate against that opposing player. Justin Tucker is not the person that's going to is going to be there like get in somebody's face and try and fight Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. The, and, and the fact that the NFL, the fact that the NFL has not come out and done anything about that incident is inexcusable. You don't allow players. That's bullying. They bullied somebody for no fucking reason. They bullied a guy because he was doing his fucking job. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's it was inexcusable on on their part. It was, yeah. It's inexcusable for the lack of response from the NFL. It's inexcusable for the lack of response from the Kansas City fucking Chiefs themselves. The second that video surfaced on social media, the NFL should have made a statement. The Chiefs should have made a fucking statement. Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey should have made a statement after the fucking game about it and nothing. No media reporter asked him a fucking question about it and and why. Why? Why? Because you thought they were in the right? You don't want to challenge a possible superstar on his action, on his negative actions? Come on. Hold everybody to the same fucking standard. Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, just because they have better talent than – the other guys in the NFL does not put them in a tier above those guys that allows them to get away with unprofessional and childish antics like that. That shit is stupid, and there's no place in the NFL for that shit. No fucking excuse. You know what's crazy, Ben? I love it where you're preaching because I, I love it, man. I mean, but the NFL is not going to do anything about it. You know why? They love their, they love protecting their stars. I promise you this. I promise you this. Have had Roquan Smith and Pat Queen and let's say Lamar Jackson all saw yeah. that and ran down there and de- went and defended their quarterback. I promise you that if people would have had an issue with, oh, they were just they were just playing with Justin Tucker. Why did the Ravens get so mad about it? Like y'all, and we said this on Andrew's show. Yeah. These motherfuckers are so fucking lucky. Like Travis Kelsey and Pat Mahomes are so fucking lucky because had that have happened during the Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Terrell Suggs era, y'all would have gotten knocked the fuck out during the game. I agree. Like every they would have hit you late on every whistle, and they would have hit you. They would have hit you above the fucking shoulders. Like they they would have been trying to lay you both the fuck out every play after the whistle. Before the whistle, during the whistle, at halftime, after the game, they would have made you feel them. They would have made you feel every bit of them if that was during that era. Yeah. Like, you, know what's crazy? you know what's crazy, man? And you're preaching. And I love how you're preaching about this because fans, the audience will know about this because, and I'm going to tell you something, audience. I'm going to keep it real with you. The NFL love protecting their stars. I, I, I'll make an example. Every quarterback, they get the late hit, that except for Mahomes. Except for Mahomes, they don't get the call. But Ben with b- bitch ass uh, Mahomes. Listen, and, and, and listen, I love rivalries. I love when uh, fans hate a players. I get it, 
But my thing is that's why the NFL loves us, right? They love what they want us to hate players. But my thing is, Ben, is when Mahomes complains about getting hit and he gets the flags, but but other quarterbacks get hit like he did, but they, 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 they don't get the flags. But Ben, you get the idea. It's the Rodgers. Staff, bro, Stafford got laid the fuck out in the playoffs this year and nothing. He got knocked out. And they didn't give him a fucking flag. But Ben, if that was Mahomes, what happens? Well, we saw what happened. Mahomes got fucking laid out in the Ravens game. Got absolutely decked, and they and they threw the flag immediately. Interesting. The, Interesting. the hit, the hit that Jadavion Clowney did on him. Yep. So they so they called that shit immediately, and that shit so, that hit wasn't yeah. even as bad as what Stafford got hit by. No, no. So you, hey, the, the NFL, the NFL. It's obvious, Ben. Who who, who the NFL loves as quarterbacks? Do they? It's obvious, huh? Isn't it obvious? But you know. But what do we know? But listen, man. Um, Brent, I appreciate what you said that, man. Because every fan uh, that's listening, I appreciate what you said and you're preaching. But the media's not going to do anything about it. Because we, we know, we, we all know damn well. Had that have been Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews, it's a different situation. That yep. shit would have been on first take. They're talking about that on first take, undisputed, every fucking podcast, every TikTok is going to be sit there degrading Lamar Jackson if that was his actions against Harrison Butker. Like, keep the shit the fucking same. Just because it's Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, hold them to the same fucking level of professionalism as you would with Lamar Jackson or Deshaun Watson or Baker Mayfield. Like, the shit is inexcusable. Just because they're superstars and possibly the best at their position to do it does not give them any leeway to act any fucking way they want to. Do you do you feel like do you feel like they're asking this way because they have two rings and like they're showing off and like being cocky, right? So yeah, like, yeah, it's one hundred percent, and and I one hundred percent with Travis. Like Travis is probably the cockiest dude in the entire NFL. Yes, people, you know, ever for the last two years, ever since people started calling Travis, you know, like the greatest tight end to ever exist, that shit got to his head. Yeah, Trav, like Trav has always kind of been a big, relatively big ego guy. Yeah, uh, but he was never a really, really vocal guy. Honestly, no. until he started blowing up in Kansas City. Like once yeah. he started playing great football in Kansas City, that's when he really started talking. Like before that, when Travis was playing with Alex Smith, you didn't hear about Travis. No, but until he has Mahomes, good point. Very when, good point. When, Mahomes, good point. When, when, when Travis Kelsey was at Cincinnati, he wasn't. He didn't have time to talk shit because he was almost getting kicked off the fucking team. Yeah, good like, so it, like I said, it, his ego definitely took over. Definitely took over once they started winning. Definitely took over when they started winning Super Bowls. And then now this year with the whole Taylor Swift shit, he he probably thinks he's the biggest, baddest dude in the entire fucking world and that nobody would ever do anything to him. Yeah, that's facts. And it's a damn shame. But, Ben, we, we, we always preach, right? Like I said, man, and guys, I'm, believe me and Ben Fair for what I say to this. size of Ben Fair, the NFL will always protect their players and it is what it is. We can say something shit about it, but we ain't going to do anything about it. All right. Speaking of another game, right? Lions and Niners. Ben, we were texting each other, yada, yada, yada. Um, you know, and by the way, shout out to Jameer Gibbs. Shout out to the Lions O-Line. You know, it was 21 to nothing. 
Um, and, I, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm not going to lie, man. Was I nervous throughout the game? Yeah, I was texting you, man, because, because you see, we, we look at the Niners' D-line, right? We're, we're like, there's no way they're playing like this, right? You have Chase Young. You have Eric Armstead. You have Argrace. Everybody's healthy but Drake Jackson, the Kalea Davis, and Claire Farrell, right? I got that, right? But listen, man, I'm just going to say this. I, was I worried? Yes. Um, that Listen, I'm going to respect this Lions team no matter what, man. They're well-built. Shout out to Brad Holmes. You have a great future with Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta. Um, by the way, the, the free agents right now are CJ. By the way, CJ, obviously, um, Dunnery Peoples Jones. But but listen, the point is, right, you got a future, right? Um, my thing has been, um, obviously, the deep has turned up. You know, I want people to give praise to Brock Purdy because this guy, people were like, were saying this guy was a game manager, yada, yada, yada. But people just hate Brock. And, I, it's, and uh, me and Ben were saying it last week. People are just gonna keep hating on this man until he actually wins. Until he actually wins a championship. If he wins a championship, everybody will just shut the fuck up. Because if he wasn't Mr. Irrelevant, nobody's talking about this. Nobody's hating on the guy. So, so my my, my point is, give Brock some praise because he brought us back in the game, man. I wish the Niners defense showed up in the first half because they definitely showed up in the second half. But the play of the game for me was the Brian Ayuk. I'm sorry, the uh, uh, the Brockto, the Brian Ayuk. Thank you for hitting the Lions helmet. Thank you for not intercepting the ball. It's the Lions helmet. Brian Ayuk caught it, caught it. I'm not really surprised with Ayuk. This was his um, uh, free agency year. So, of course, of course, when you have your free agency year, Ben, of course you're going to go off. Shout out to Ayuk. Um, shout out to Dron Jennings. The Niners have dogs, man. Shout out to CMC, man. This guy was suffering with the Panthers. He was getting hurt. Like, no shit. When you have a battle line like the Panthers, man, of course he's going to get hurt. So, shout out to CMC. He's the best white running back in the NFL. I love CMC. Uh, shout out to Chase Sung. He's, he's going to the Super Bowl. Shout out to your boy, Trent Williams. He's well-deserved. Um, and Lion fans, I get it. You, you, you got mad, right? I mean, you're up 17. Let me ask you this, man. And you're probably going to mention it again, right? If you're Dan Campbell, and I was telling myself this, right, you were doing well in the running game. I mean, right, you have 10 seconds to go. I mean, I get it. You want to put a field goal. But do you think Dan Campbell should have gone for it? You have 10 seconds to go. I forget what down was, the second down, third down, whatever. But you had, you had time. So you run the ball, and I think they were running the ball well against us. I mean, and, and Ben, they were, they were hot. Jameer Gibbs was going. I'm like, you know what? You're at the, what, two-yard line? Go for it. Fuck it. Dan Campbell, you're, you're a, a, a go-for guy. Go for it. Because I think if they would have scored, it would have been 28 to, 28 to 7. Now, would the Niners come back? I have no idea. I, I have no idea. But, Ben, you get the point, right? So, at the end of the day, shout-out to the whole Niners squad, man. I mean, they make some big plays. I think they'll actually play well. Reynolds dropped it, yada, yada, yada. Um, you know, by the way, Ben Johnson is going to stay now. So, that, that's good for the Lions. So, Ben Fair, what do you have to say? Because literally the Lions, they pulled the Falcons. And it's, they really did. They, I mean, when you're up big, you got to run the football, man. you got to run the football when it was working. It was working, Ben. And I don't know what, what Ben Johnson was thinking. So, Ben, your thoughts? I'm so happy for Brock because he did Brock stuff. He did some magic. Ben, have you ever seen that before? Listen, a team down 17 and made a 27-0 run? Have you ever seen that before? Go ahead, Ben. The, the floor is yours. You're so happy for Brock because this man has been hate, getting hated on social media every day. And I told you, Ben, last week, even if they win, people are just going to still hate this man. Go ahead. The floor is yours. Vince, we've, we've all seen that happen before. Bill Belichick did it in a Super Bowl. 
um, against the Falcons. <laughs> um, what? Because that shit was what twenty-eight to seven. Yeah. So yeah, we, also, we definitely we've definitely seen a twenty-one point comeback. And also, uh, also more. When, you, when you saw your boy, when you saw your boy Gibbs fumble the ball, you, you, you did you knew that we're going to come back pretty much. Um. Yeah. So when I was watching the game. Obviously, like I said, you and I were, were texting each yeah, other. We were, we were. Um, I think it was like shortly, shortly after halftime, or maybe even during halftime. Uh, I think it might have been shortly after halftime. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go get some food real quick and I'm going to come back. <laughs> um, and, bro, when I left the house, like you guys are still losing, right? You guys are still yeah. down. 17, I think, maybe, right? And yeah, yes. Bro, I, I went out, I went out to Hollywood. I met, I ran into a friend uh, and he was like watching the game outside of a bar and I look at the TV and I was like, yo, what the fuck? Did they really <laughs> come back? I was like, did they really just come the fuck back? And then yes, I think that was, I, I think that was like right around the time of the Gibbs fumble. And I was like, oh my God, like what the fuck? Cause like y'all just scored and then the Gibbs fumble. And I was like, oh my God, these motherfuckers yeah. really just came back in like five minutes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Brock Purdy, man. I tried telling you on draft night, dude. Yes, sir. I, I told you on motherfucking draft night that Brock Purdy was y'all's guy, dude. Um, I wasn't bullshit when I told you that. Um, the guy, the guy is, is a fighter. The guy, and at the end, of, and at the end of the day, is could he be a system quarterback? Sure, whatever. Is he a game manager? Sure, whatever. But he's a very good one at that. Like, like I said, I said this a couple of weeks ago on Andrew on one of Andrew's shows. The, yeah. the term the term game manager has a negative connotation to it. Like, just because you're a game manager does not mean that you can't play good in football. It doesn't mean that you potentially can't be a top ten, top twelve quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Game manager to me just signifies that. You do the things that aren't going to possibly cost your team to lose. Like you're not going to force throws you know you can't make. You're not going to um, you're not going to turn the ball over at a high at a high clip. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, game game level situations don't really phase you. You stay at a consistent level of play. Uh, both as an athlete and and when it comes to like a mental emotional level, you don't really get rattled. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, at the end of the day, what a game manager is is you just don't you maybe necessarily don't do everything or a lot of things at an elite level. You you do a lot of good things, but you just maybe don't do them at an elite elite level to put you mm-hmm. as an elite level. Like to me, it's you're either an elite level quarterback. You're a, or you're a game manager, or you just fucking suck. Like, game, like being there should be nothing wrong with the term game manager. Yeah. Um, it's you can give a guy the term game, and, and and I also saw this on on social media. Just because you're a game manager doesn't mean you can't be a dual threat quarterback. Yep. Game game managers aren't only for pocket passers. Like, mm-hmm. for, in- yep. for instance, for instance, Geno Smith, to me, is a game-managing quarterback. Yeah. 
He does a lot of good things well. He's not going to try and overly force a lot of his throws. He's going to be consistent with the football and not turning it over at a high caliber. He can also give you the benefit of running from time to time, but it's not something he's going to want to do all the time. Yep. So, like, I saw that on social media, like, oh, look, Brock was using his legs. He's not a game manager. No, he's still a game manager. Yeah, he had two 21-yard rushes. That yeah. doesn't mean he's a fucking elite-level dual-threat quarterback. Like, just because he had two rushes for 21 yards, you're not going to automatically consider Brock Purdy as a dual-threat quarterback. He's yep. At the end of the day, he's still a primary pocket-passing quarterback. Yeah. Um. So this whole co- negative cognitation of game manager, of, I, I think, is one of the dumbest things in the world. There's – the NFL is filled with more game managers than anything else. Yeah. Like yeah. Rus- Russell Wilson at this point in his career is a game yeah, manager. Yeah. Rock Purdy is a game manager. Dak Prescott, game manager. Geno, game manager. Jalen. Uh, Jalen Hurts is right there on the cusp. But yeah, I, I wouldn't argue someone who maybe has that thought of game manager. Baker Tua. Mayfield, Tua, yeah. game manager. Baker Mayfield, a, a game manager. Um, ben, I have a question you, for you. Do you, think, you know, Derek, do you think Derek you, Carr is a yeah. game manager. Wait, like, Ben, I have a question for you. Do you think Jimmy G is coming back from 17, 17 but down against the Lions? I don't think so, in my opinion. But, hey, Brock did. Go ahead. I, I mean, it depends on what his defense gave him. Um, but on back on to, to Brock Purdy. Um, yeah, man. I think you hit it on the head, though. Like, had Brock Purdy, you know, been Zach Wilson, got drafted when Zach Wilson did, what, in the top five? Mm-hmm. We're not talking about this. This this nope. would be something that's expected of him to do. Like, oh, got drafted in the top five to a great situation. He's got talent around him. Of course he's playing at this uh, at this all-caliber all level. Yep. But now because Brock was the last pick of the draft – He's, he played at an MVP caliber season. He's People want to say you guys have the, one of the greatest O-lines in football when it, that's not the case. It's just Trent Williams. Um, I get it. The all-caliber all receivers and Brandon Ayuk and Debo and George Kittle and CMC is definitely beneficial to Brock 100%. I'm not – if I were to say anything different than that, I would be a complete liar. Because yeah. having those elite level guys does help, does help Brock a lot. But at the end of the day, Brock has to throw the ball to them. Thank you. Brock, Brock has to extend plays from time to time to allow those guys to separate and get open. Like Brock does a great job at reading his reads, at reading his options, at reading defenses, at reading coverages, seeing and knowing where the soft spots are. He has tremendous IQ. He, he, he plays with a level of anticipation at times. Like when you go and watch Brock Purdy on a couple of his throws, the ball is already out of his hands before the receivers get out of a break. So yeah. the second they get out of the break, the ball is already there. They're not having to wait for him. He's, he's trusting his receivers to be in the spots that they're supposed to be like, 
And then his ability from time to time to make those plays with his legs like he did. He had the 10-yard run. He had the two 21-yard runs. Yet, like, he can do that from time to time. And then, like you said, CMC, unbelievable performance. Um, and And that statement you made undermines the level of running back that CMC is. He's not just the best white running back in the NFL. CMC is the best running back, period, of the in the NFL. Thank you. Like this, I don't want to hear that all oh, his white running back, black running back. CMC is the best running back in the NFL right now. For what he's able to still do after he's had two significant injuries in his yep. career, and he's still playing at an all-pro level. He's still playing at a Hall of Fame level. He can he can go and carry a team on his back at any given moment. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes CMC the best running back in the entire NFL. Um, what you guys did defensively, especially in your defensive line, I'm not going to hold you guys to to the fire completely just because the Lions have the best O-line in all of football. I mean, yep. they, have, they have Taylor Decker at left tackle. They have Jonah Jackson as their left guard. They have Frank Ragnow as their fucking Oh, yeah. Team. They have Panay Sewell as their right tackle. Mm-hmm. They have a very good rotational uh, offensive lineman and Graham Glasgow who can play both inside and outside positions. Way better than the Chiefs, um, yep, yep. They have the best offensive line in football. So it was kind of expected that they would be able to keep Jared Goff upright at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but what matters most is you guys eventually found a way to get home. Like Bosa did get two sacks on in the game. I think you he guys did. eventually in total sat Jared Goff three or four times on the game. That's very mm-hmm. good. And then late, late in the game – you guys finally found ways to, to start stopping the run on top of being able to cover it yes, uh, we did. deep down the field. And and also, you guys got saved a little bit, especially late in the game. You know, in the first half, they couldn't, they couldn't miss – they weren't missing any throws. They nope. were getting any single – they were getting every run they, they, they wanted. And yep. then they were stopping you guys uh, when they were playing defense. Often, and, then, yeah, yeah. and then in the second half, it was switched. You guys are making every throw you needed. You guys were getting any single run you wanted. You guys were making uh, defensive plays. But what really fucked the, the Lions over down the stretch was they had like five or six drops. Yeah. And, yeah. and, three, or, and three or four of those drops were wide the fuck open. Yes, they were. Um, and, and that's just a costly mistake. And, and a lot of those drops were like 10 plus 15 plus yard plays. I mean, they, you know, they, they were plays for first downs. They were plays to put them in, in goal red zone situations, yeah, and, and possible touchdown situations. And, and, and they were just, you know, drop, 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 drop. Do you think Dan Campbell um, should have gone for it uh, before halftime or no? Are you okay with um, the goal? I'm okay with the field goal. I get it. Ten seconds left. I believe he had like two timeouts still. Yes, they they yeah. were they were in the red zone. Um, I get it, but you could probably run two plays. 
you know, each play would probably take about five seconds. So you could probably get about two chances roughly. But, you know, I don't think Dan Campbell expected the first half to go the way it did. I agree. So in, in my eyes, I think Dan made the right decision. Hey, let's just take the points as we can get them. You know, let's not be completely greedy and not get anything. And so I'm not mad at him for, for taking those points when he did. Yeah, yeah. He he, he now, wasn't expe- he wasn't expecting you guys to come back seventeen down, bro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you heard, you know what happened after the game, right? Oh, and Brock Purdy cannot be in Mahomes or Josh Allen, whatever. Yada yada yada. You knew that you 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 knew that was coming, Ben. And also, also, well, good thing, good thing, a good thing is not a one v one. It's eleven v eleven. Yeah, yeah. Anything to say to see the Gardner Johnson, Ben? Yeah, I hope you got some icy hot on that fucking face because CMC CMC rearranged that shit with a stiff arm, bro. Yes, he did. Bro, he he, – oh, my God, bro. He had you holding on to him like you was trying (laughs) to propose to the man. (laughs) Yes, he did. did. Oh, my God. CJ, what – like – and, and CJ, you are you are one of the safeties who talks more crap than any other safety in the uh-huh. NFL about how you're this big bad man who can lock you up in coverage and, and come down and, and blow running backs up at the line of scrimmage. The only thing that got blown up was your fucking nose, bro. Like <laughs> bro, he had he had Joe nose. This guy. Yeah, Joe. Oh man, bro, he fucked CJ up on that face mask. He fucked yes. him up on that face mask. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Well, now, man, what can you tell Lion fans since after this game, man? I mean, I understand why they're upset, but free agency, you know, I, I, listen. As long as they got Brad Holmes, don't ever question this man with the draft picks. Uh, obviously, they got some free agents. I'm, I'm looking at them right now. It's obviously. Um, you know, uh, yeah, they, don't, they don't have a lot, you know. It's like Jalen Reeves, Maven, CJ, Daniel Mosley, Jordan Jackson. Oh, Jordan Jackson. Wow, yeah. Josh Reynolds. They don't, um, Robert, they don't have Robert. a ton, they don't have, yeah, a ton. they do. Charles Harris, Emmanuel Mosley, Will Harris. Yeah, so overall, all every last one, of, every last one of their free agents outside of Jonah Jackson is easily replaceable. Interesting. You you can so, fill, you can find a replacement for CJ Gardner Johnson. You can find a replacement for Kendall Vilder. You can you find can. a replacement for Jalen Reeves Maven. You can find a fucking replacement for Josh Reynolds. You can easily find a replacement for DPJ. You can yeah. easily find a replacement for Matt Nelson. You can easily find a replacement for Teddy Bridgewater. Like they're By the way, what a group. and By the and way. they have a ton of cat flexibility. Yes, they do. Well, hey, and, what, what a and, and what Dan Campbell? Dan Campbell is his. He's he's had y'all's record improve every single fucking season he's been there. He, like he's won more games than the, than the season before. Like you said, uh, you're retaining Ben Johnson for another year, so that's good. That's good for them. Yep. You got to keep your offensive coordinator. You still have your fucking GM. Like the Lions, you guys are in the best fucking position you've ever been in your entire fucking franchise history. Like, I get it. You lost. You wanted to play in the Super Bowl, yada, yada, yada. Suck it the fuck up. You guys are in a great <laughs> position for the future, man. Facts. Like, just, just be fucking happy in the spot you're in because you guys have been in a way worse fucking position than, than you are right now. So just, Facts. just enjoy 
being back within winning culture, be excited about next year, continue to show up to the games. You guys are in the best hands you've ever been in in your entire fucking franchise. Can I make them happy again, at least during the week, week in NFC? Because can you imagine during the AFC? Oh, my goodness gracious. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll just say this, Ben, real quick. Uh, if you're them, are you retaining Vitae or Jonah, uh, Jonah Jackson or no? You let him go. Um, I would probably retain Jonah. Uh, I like – I mean, if you can retain both of them, Vitae is nice as, as well, um, especially because – um, that's, I, hopefully they can repli- they can keep both of them. Like I said, they they got cat flexibility. Yeah. Um, you know maybe maybe they find a way to to get some money from Jared Goff. Like, hey Jared, we'll give you an extension if you take a little bit less money so we can keep Jonah and Vitai. Uh, yeah. I'm sure there's going to be there's they're going to do as much as they can to keep Vitai and Jonah. Um. And if you can't, at least try to keep one. Like I said, if, yeah. if you can't keep if, – if anything, I would keep Jonah Jackson and yeah. then replace Vitae. And the only reason I say replace Vitae is because, like I said, Graham Glasgow it can easily replace Vitae. He, he can play both inside and outside positions. Facts, 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 facts. All right, so we shall see. We shall see. Um, all right. Uh, oh, Bobby Slovis and oh, oh, Thomas, Thomas. So the quarterback coach, John Johnson, has informed teams interested in hiring him as OC. He plans to return to Houston. Okay. All right. Anyways, um, before we're talking about your team, by the way, Ben, real quick, um, who do you think? I know, I know, Patrick Queens. Uh, we got to tell Raven fans this. We forgot to mention the Raven fans. Um. What do the Ravens need to do this offseason? I know they might lose Mike McDaniels. I don't know what team will go to, either Seattle or the commander. He will, he will either coach one of those teams. The question is going to be who. Now, if they lose him, now, um, do you think – what can you tell Raven fans their biggest needs are? Now, you think they're going to retain Patrick Queen, or do you think he's going to – or do you think they're going to let him test the market to you? Um, you know, I was talking to, with some Raven fans the other day about this. Yeah. Um, and you know, they they kind of addressed to me. You know, they wouldn't be completely upset if they weren't able to retain Pat Queen, just because right. they they got some other guys who could possibly be cheaper that could maybe somewhat fill that role. You know, and yeah. and use use that extra money somewhere else. And, yeah. and I, I get that. I, I 100% get that because Pat, Pat Queen's not going to be cheap. He's not going to be cheap. Uh, he's 24 years old, so he's younger. He's a year younger than Roquan Smith. Yep. Um, he's had 100-plus tackles in every single season. He's been in the NFL in sub one, and that was his second year in the NFL. And, and, he, was two, and he was two tackles short of 100 from having every single season be 100-plus tackles. Yeah. Um, and and I, I was I was understood the concern Raven fans are saying they would like to see someone who's maybe a tad bit better in coverage from that linebacking spot next to Roquan, mm-hmm. but that's Roquan's job. Roquan yeah. is supposed it, it's kind of like comparing I'm gonna compare it to you guys. Fred yeah. Warner Fred Warner is 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 like Roquan Smith. They're the yeah. guys who sit in the middle and address everything that comes either right behind them or right in front of them. They're going to have eyes on the tight end. They're going to have eyes on run, on receivers crossing the middle. They're going to have eyes on the running back. 
in, in case he tries to do anything across the middle. That's mm-hmm. you know that's what Roquan and Fred Smith or Fred Warner are going to do. Mm-hmm. Now Pat Queen is like Drake Greenwall. He's way better at the at the near the line of the scrimmage, attacking the running back and trying mm-hmm. to get downhill as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 Pat Queen's done a great job of that. Pat Queen uh, has had like three or more forced fumbles every single year. He's mm-hmm. had three or he's had three or more sacks every single year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he's been one of the, the leading uh, leaders and tackles for loss since stepping mm-hmm. into the NFL. Yeah. And Roquan and Pat Queen complement each other so well, and mm-hmm. they trust each other. Like Roquan trusts Pat Queen to, you know, maybe not drop back in coverage because he's going to go and get the quarterback or he's going to go make a play on the running back behind the line of scrimmage. And same thing, Pat Queen knows he can maybe leave – his area of coverage because he has Roquan Smith right next to him. Um, I would like to see them retain Pat Queen, you know, for, you know, give him a, a four or five year extension. But I do think if they are to retain Pat Queen, it's going to be, uh, be a franchise tag. Mm, yeah. So we, we shall see. What do, you, what do you think their biggest needs to you for, for the Ravens, though, in your opinion? Well, um, for the Raven fans, it's it's been it's been the same need forever. It's wide receiver, and and also they they need a running back now. Like you, I got you, you. can't got you. you I can't, got you. you can't. No, I don't. You don't need to tell me who. I don't care. Yeah, who is a free agent? I don't. I don't care. I, they either. I don't even care. If they address it in free agency. Go address it in the draft. They just need a fucking running back who can stay healthy. You you got to let go of J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins has been hurt every fucking year he's been in the NFL. You can't – at this point, it's been three, four years. You can't expect – Jake. you can't just be relying on J.K. to finally get it done. you got to move on from J.K. Gus Edwards, I like Gus Edwards, but he is a complimentary running back who's about to be 31 years old. Gus Edwards cannot be your number one option. Now, Dalvin Cook, they, remember, they did go get Dalvin Cook right before yeah. the playoffs. I wouldn't mind seeing them be able to retain Dalvin for another year and see what they can do with Dalvin. Like Dalvin never got a true opportunity to showcase what he could possibly still do. Remember in New York, they couldn't run the fucking ball with Brees Hall or Dalvin. No. So uh, we we don't know if Dalvin still has anything left in the tank necessarily. So they could just go get Dalvin a two, three year extension and, and we call it a day. But well, all I'm simply saying is you have to move on from J.K. Dobbins. You have to. And then the receiving group. Rashad Bateman has been hurt twice in the last three years. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't – I love Rashad Bateman. He hasn't shown you that he can, one, stay healthy, yeah. and two, pr- produce at the level in which we thought he was going to produce at. Zay Flowers, you have your future in Zay Flowers. Oh, but oh, and once again, OBJ, send him fucking packing. <laughs> so now you ultimately only have one receiver. Mark Andrews is only is is only getting older, and you and I think they have a replacement for Andrews and Isaiah Likely. So that leaves you with 
Isaiah Likely, and Zay Flowers for the future. Those two alone are not going to be able to get it done completely by themselves. you got to go and give Zay Flowers another body. And this, this draft is way too fucking deep, way too fucking deep at the wide receiving position not to go get you one of the top-tier receivers in this draft. Facts. Thank you, Van. I appreciate it. Now, um, to your squad, Commanders, real quick, Ben, before we talk about your depth chart, and thank you for making that depth chart, my, my friend, for this pod. Now, um, my question for you is this. It's looking like Washington is either choosing Bobby Slovy, the OC for the Texans, or Mike, Mc, uh, Mike McDonald, the DC from the Ravens. Now, who would you prefer? Um, see, I think me and you are defensive guys. See, Bobby Slovic is part of the Shanahan tree, so would you want an offensive guy like Bobby? Or do you want a, a defensive guy like Mike McDonald, which I think he did a great job with the Ravens. I, I, I think that would be a great – it would be a great hire either way, but who do you, you prefer? Because I wanted to make the enemy. That's probably not going to happen at this point. So I thought it was going to be Ben Johnson. He stayed. So who would you prefer, Bobby or Mike from the Ravens? Um, Probably Mike just because he's – you know, used to the area and stuff. But ultimate, ultimately, you know, I don't really give a fuck who my head coach is um, because you you and I have had this conversation. If they fuck up the draft, I might not be a – I might not even watch the NFL anymore. Mm. I'm telling you, like, if I have to watch Drake May and Sam Howe wear commander's jerseys, I'm not – I'm definitely not a commander's fan. Um, yeah, Tom you know, I, I, Go ahead. I Tom rather, I rather, I rather draft Marvin Harrison and have Marvin Terry and fucking Jahan Dotson than have Drake May. Like, um, so honestly, I, I don't care who they have at head coach um, because my loyalty as a fan and whether I watch the NFL ever again is. It, isn't relying on who the coach is. It's relying on who the fuck they draft with that second pick. Mm. If I have to see another Tar Heel guy get drafted to that fucking team when – and I I fucking hate Sam Howe, but (laughs) I'd rather use the number – I don't think Drake May is as guaranteed of a lot to be very good like some people predict. Like, there's a reason the dude went two and eight his last two years to finish the year in college. Mm-hmm. He couldn't fucking gain his last two years in college down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck would I want that guy? And I get it, you know, football is a team sport and stuff, and UNC doesn't always have the best overall overall team, but you shouldn't be collapsing like that. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be collapsing that fucking badly to where you can't you've only won two games down the stretch of your of your final two seasons in college that says something about your character and and the level of play that you have because once again i i said they don't have the best overall team but when you go and watch his performances they aren't fucking they aren't jaw dropping you're not like oh my god like He's doing every fucking thing he yeah. possibly can to try and win this football game. No, some of the games, he's the reason why they fucking lost. Yeah. Because he's got 16 or 18 incompletions. Because he's got 
two interceptions and one or two of them were, were late in a, in, a, in, a, in a game when they were losing or they were those interceptions were thrown during a comeback drive or something. Like he – I think the guy has talent and I think he could be a good quarterback, but there are times when I watch Drake May and I see Dak Prescott all over again. Like, and especially when it comes to big game situations. Um, you know, I honestly think Drake May is extremely lucky he never played in a college football game because who knows what those lights would have done to him uh, on a performance aspect. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't care if it's McDonald. I don't care if it's EB. I don't care if it's your my grandmother. I don't care if it's Ray Charles that's my head coach. I ultimately I'm going to make my decision on whether or not I continue being a Commanders fan based off the draft. Interesting. Question for you: How did the fan base? How, how is the fan base going with this? Did they, did they want Caleb? Did they want Drake? Like, are they 50-50 in the world? It's it's split. It's split. There's there's definitely you know you got people who want Caleb. And, and and wouldn't mind Drake May either. You got people who only want Drake May. You got people who only want Caleb. You got people uh, who want Marvin Harrison. You know, you got people who want you got people who want Brock Bowers number two. Um, you know, bad, you got people Drake who May want six four. He's a six four quarterback, like you want. Yeah, he is. But like, we're not talking like Caleb is fucking five eleven. Caleb is is six two. Like he, he's six one, six two. Like he's taller than Sam Howell, or at, at the very least, he's he's just as tall as Sam Howell. Yeah. Um, he's a better athlete than Sam Howell. He has a better arm. He has a better arm than Sam Howell. Uh, yep. He's more accurate than Sam Howell. He's DMV area. Um, yep. Yeah, he's a DMV area kid. Um, he just came from playing in Burgundy and Gold, essentially. To be to now wearing burgundy and gold again, um, you know the the guy, the guy is more of a leader too. Like I was watching, I saw this thing on TikTok. I believe it was yesterday, or not TikTok, uh, Twitter. Uh, yesterday, it was a uh, some Washington fan, and um, they they posted a, a video of Sam Howe doing like a. a Trying to hype up his teammates like before a game. I think it was before the last. I think it was before the last game of the season. Oh my god! And uh, the guy captioned it like, "This is real motivational talk or whatever, right?" And I'm I, I went and listened to it. That was the most like. That was the most uninspiring motivational speech I'd ever seen a quarterback <laughs> give his fucking team before. And the one thing I loved was, like, people in the comments that were also Washington fans, like, dog, what the fuck are you talking about? This is motivational. This is depressing. Like, and, and that's another thing is, like, some people are completely okay with Sam Howe. Some people don't want us to get a quarterback at all. They want that's us crazy. to get Marvin Harrison, run it back with Sam Howe, or they want us to go get Joe Alt or whatever and just run it back with Sam Howe, like, the fan base is all over the place. And, and and that's another reason why it's like I'd rather just not watch football at all because I'm tired of this fan base. Yeah. You're right. Like I it's mean, not even it's not even the ownership anymore. It's the fan base. 
I think you're more smarter than the fan base, honestly, because the fan base remember the one. Listen, I'm not gonna mention no names because some some fan base wanted Taylor Honeycutt back, but Ben's like tired because, of it. He's tired of it. Like if, if this, if if we were still called the Washington Redskins, I would I would be a fan for the rest of my life. D- didn't matter what we did, but the team that we are today, this isn't the team I became a fan of. So. Not watching them ever again, not calling myself a Washington Commanders fan, depending on what they do in the draft, is completely okay with me because the only reason I even became a Washington fan to to begin with was because the logo represented something that looked similar to my grandmother, my grandfather, and their entire side of the family. Like, I was proud to see a Native American symbol and representation. And it made me proud of what a part of my family is. Yeah. All that shit is gone and out the window. So ultimately, I I could care less if they suck for the rest of their life. I would love to continue being a Washington fan because I've never been a, a bandwagon hopper. I've always had the same team for from start to finish. Right. And, and like I said, if I don't, if I'm not a Washington Commanders fan because they draft Drake May, I, like like I said in that text message, I just won't watch the NFL. Period. I, I won't be a fan of any team. I'll just yeah. watch college football. I yeah. only I, I prefer college football as it is anyway. So it's right. it's no different to me. And, and college basketball. I, but I get your point. Good good, good point. Uh, question for you though. If you if you were so let's just say if they didn't put that you know logo Redskins right. Let's just say who. Instead of Washington, who would have been your NFL team in your in your view? I mean, I grew up in Virginia, so if I wasn't a Washington fan, Even? it probably it probably would have been the Ravens, or bad. maybe you know, or you know, also because I'm in Virginia and we we eventually moved to North Carolina, so I would say either Ravens or Panthers. Oh boy, I probably, I probably would have gone Ravens just because I loved Ray Lewis and Ed Reed Facts. and them growing up. Uh, so I would probably say Ravens if I wasn't a Washington fan, Damn, but it's okay. it's too late now. It's too late now. It's either be a Washington fan or be a fan of no team at all. That is true. That is true. Damn. I mean, I'm I don't not. Think I'm that. not like. I'm not like some people we know who go from the Panthers to the fucking Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! Oh, that is so funny. This guy literally. Oh man, I mean, I don't blame him. And then, and then, him. and then he made a video on top of it showing his transition of fandom. Like, get the fuck out of here! <laughs> man went from a curse organization to a curse organization. Like, come on. But he, oh, but hey, but he told he said, hey, man, you know, I, I feel bad for Steph Curry. He should join by my Hornets. Like, why not? What? Fear, fear, Lamelo and Steph Curry, man. You, 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 you better, you better. Anyways. Who, 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 whoever wants who wants to play for the Hornets, anyways. All right, now, um, with that being said, let's focus on your commanders, though, Ben. Uh, you, you, you look at your depth chart. Who are free agents uh, for you guys right now, as we speak for this uh, the uh, off season? You guys have seven, nine. Like, how many free? Do you guys know? Uh, I don't. I don't know how many uh, like that, but like, yeah, we got Antonio Gibson. He's an unrestricted free agent. Curtis Samuels, an unrestricted free agent. Damn. Um, I believe uh, Charles Leno, our left tackle, is an unrestricted free agent. Pringle. I think Pringle, um, right? Yeah. I don't care about Pringle. 
Uh, he's like our <laughs> sixth fucking wide receiver. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so we got Sadiq Charles, Curtis Samuel, Tyler Larson, Cornelius Lucas, yeah. Jacoby Brissett, Antonio Gibson, um, both our DNs, Casey Tuhill and, and James Smith Williams, um, Kalik Hudson, <laughs> David Mayo, Jeremy Lee, Cam Curl, and, and Kendall Fuller. Uh, the only, the only, not none of them are really big names except Cam Curl and Kendall Fuller, and and and, and like Antonio Gibson. Um, and we got the most money. We got the most cat foots. You do. In the entire yes, NFL, you do. So. Adam Peter should have fun. Adam Peter should have fun. Let me ask. Like honestly, they could re-sign every last one of our unrestricted free agents right now, and it, it would honestly probably not cost them more than twenty-five million dollars in total if they really wanted to. Now let me just, ask you this: Who just retain the guys on our team currently? No, let me ask you this: Who do you want back for sure? Who do you if you had a bet? If they had to bet your money. Um, and to know your team really well, who do you think comes back? Do you, so, Gibson, is he coming back? Yes or no? Uh, I would love, I would love to bring him back. Uh, that way, we don't have to go out and draft another guy like yeah, we did last year with, with do whatever you and, and and I think Gibson offers something different than the other three running backs on our team. You know, like B Rob. B Rob is a bruiser. He, you know, he's really good in between the tackles. Chris Rodriguez is, is similar to B-Rob, very good between the tackles and more of a power running back. Gibson is is more of a speedster. He's more of a guy who is going to run on the out, on the edges. He's a guy that you can trust as a receiver out of the backfield. Uh, and so I think they keep Gibson. And, and Gibson's had some injuries, so I don't think when it comes to money, he should be too expensive. So I think we'll keep Antonio Gibson. Um, I think they're going to maybe try and keep Curtis Samuel if they can get, get him for a, a bit cheaper. Like he was costing us like 13, 14 million dollars. Yeah. Uh, if they, if they can get him for like seven to eight mil, I think they'll try and retain him. Uh, yeah. Cam Curl, Cam Curl, get, give him whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Cam Curl is, is one of the five best safeties in all of football especially at the strong safety position. Uh, this guy, Cam Curl, is like a six-round pick, and he's only gotten better every single fucking year he's been in the NFL. And like mm-hmm. I said, he, he, he was argue, easily, easily one of the five best strong safeties in all of football this year, possibly one of the five or ten best safeties in general this season. So retain Cam Curl 100%. Retain Jeremy Reeves. Uh, phenomenal uh, rotational DB, uh, great in the special teams. I believe he's a two-time Pro Bowler as a special teams player. Uh, definitely, I know he was a Pro Bowler for special teams last season, the 2022 mm-hmm. season. And then I would love to keep Kendall Fuller. Uh, Kendall, Kendall, it's it's a little weird. I don't know if we keep him. It's not going to be for a you know, four-year extension would be two- or three-year extension. Kendall is, like, 29 years old, roughly, so uh, you don't want to give him too much, you know, especially when he starts regressing towards towards his, the back end of his career. But mm-hmm. ultimate, ultimately, I would love to see Cam Curl, Kendall Fuller, and, and I'll throw Antonio Gibson out there. I'd love to see those three guys definitely retain for next year. And then um, – 
this might this might surprise people. Maybe you and I have had this conversation. We definitely had this conversation at the deadline. Um, I think they need to trade Jonathan Allen. I think Ooh. it's time. You know, I I I would I hate talking about trading an Alabama guy. Right. I hate talking about trading a you know a three or four year Pro Bowler at the D tackle position. Yeah, but you know he he's one of the highest D tackles in the entire NFL, and he's not producing. Even though he's he's making Pro Bowls and stuff, he, he's not necessarily like really producing at a Pro Bowl level. Like he doesn't he doesn't really get to the quarterback. Uh, like when it comes to when it comes to sacks, like he can get pressure on a quarterback from time to time, but he's not taking the quarterback down to the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not the primary run stopper. That's that's Deron Payne. Uh, he's only getting he's only going to keep getting older and older. Like you say, he's making a fuck ton of money. Um, you, you already you already got rid of our DN, so you might as well blow up the, the rest of that defense along. Um, and, and you can get a, you could probably get a second and a third, maybe a second and a fourth for, for Jonathan Allen. So good point. He's one of those um, good point. And, good point. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you might as well trade him while he's still got a lot of value left. Yeah. And, and, about, it gives yeah. A, and if you trade him, say you trade him, say we trade him for just two draft picks. Yeah. Next thing you know, we got a hundred million dollars in cap space potentially. Yeah. Yes. Adam Peters. And you then we, you could go and sign. You could go and sign a Daniil Hunter. Yeah. You could go yeah. and bring Chase Young back. You could yeah. go and get another guy in the draft. And the next thing you know, you got Chase Young back. You got Daniil Hunter. You got Deron Payne, and, and potentially a draft pick on your defensive yeah. line. And you just rebuilt it in off season. So. Yeah. Well, Chase is staying with his buddy Nick Bosa, but I appreciate you better. <laughs> okay. I listen, but. If he was if he was staying, if he was staying, y'all would have gave him an extension already. Just like just like the Bears, just like the Bears did Montez. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. But we'll see in the offseason. We'll see if Chase wants to stay with his buddy. Um, I'm sure he will. Um, listen, my, my thing would be, well, Adam, you have a Peter, you have a lot of things to do, man. I I trust you. I trust you. I know you had you you I mean you were great for us. So I know you're gonna do make Ben proud. So I'm just gonna say this, Ben. No offense. I'm just. I hope you guys get Mike McDonald because if that happens, you know what's gonna happen. He's gonna sign Patrick Queen. Actually, he might sign half of the Ravens defense, huh? Woody, Woody, Woody. It would have surprised me. But. I mean, I wouldn't. I, hey, if we get him, he better bring Patrick Queen over. Like, I'll take Jamin Davis and Pat Queen, and then Durant. And then at that point, hell, just keep Ja Durant Payne, Ja Jamin Davis, Pat Queen. I'll take that. I mean, hey, so you're telling me the Panthers has no excuses now to get a receiver in this free agency? They have no, no excuses, right? Curtis Samuel could go come back to Carolina, maybe help Bryce Young? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, go get Curtis Samuel. You know, there's there's a crap ton of people in the draft. Obviously, you got no first-round pick like a bunch of fucking idiots, but um, you, you could have had <laughs> – oh, man. You could have you, – oh, man. Bro, yeah. <laughs> I mean, bro, they could have, bro, they could have just had, bro, they could have stayed where they were or traded with, traded with Cincy or the Colts. And you could have had like Anthony Richardson, DJ Moore, and then Marvin Harrison Jr. this year. You could have Anthony Richardson, 
Marvin Harrison and DJ Moore, but instead you said, uh, we just want Bryce Young. That's it. That's it. We, yeah. we don't need you don't need shit around them. Hey, hey, the good news is, bro, you have you have receivers, you have Scary Terry, you have Docs. At least you're not the Panthers. I mean, you, remember how you told me, well, Vince, if I was not a Commander fan, I would probably be a Panther fan or a Ravens fan. Can you imagine if you were a Panther fan? Ben, how would you feel if you were a Panther fan? You got David Tepper as your owner. I, 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 if I was a Panther fan, say I grew up a Panther fan, oh, boy. I probably wouldn't. I probably, I probably wouldn't watch much. I probably wouldn't have watched much NFL. I probably would have only watched college football. <laughs> like the only, the only time I only ever would have enjoyed Panther football the one year they went to the Super Bowl. Like that was been the only time. You know the quarterback is in the, uh, is in the Super Bowl, right? They're back up, right? Sam, you know Sam Darnold, and uh, you know it's crazy. Sam Darnold in that draft is probably the eight. Yeah, Josh Allen did not make it. Damn, damn, he made it. Damn, Sam Darnold, he did it. Wow, look at that. Um, no, but seriously, Ben, you, you're gonna love Adam Peters. Uh, he's gonna do great. He's got a lot of money. No excuses. I'm I'm just hoping. I do think it's gonna be Bobby Slovis. He's a Kyle, he's a Kyle Shanahan guy or Mike Pagano. I'm hoping it's Mike because you would love him or not. You're a defensive guy, Ben. I'm a defensive guy. And if you get Mike, he's gonna bring Patrick Queen. You're gonna be happy. You're gonna be like, finally, the Commanders get signed to get a linebacker for once. And my, thank you, Lord, man. About time, right, Ben? God damn it! Shit, man. Yeah, I mean, all the all the linebackers we've had in the last few years have are pretty much all undrafted, except Jamin Davis. Like Cody Barton, I believe was undrafted or a late round draft pick. Khalid Hudson, I believe, was undrafted. Yeah. Uh, Dejon Harris was undrafted. Jabril Cox was a late round draft pick. David Mayo was a late round draft pick or undrafted. Like, <laughs> Jamin Davis is the only one that was drafted. In the, like, obviously, Jamin was in the first round, but all the other linebackers on our team were either late round draft picks or undrafted players. I'll make you it's, it's a joke. Commander it's a joke. Fans. Commander fans, I'll make you more happy. Mike McCarthy's in your division. Um, he, he's still there. Um, the Eagles hire Kevin Moore as your OC. He's terrible. That's going to make you more happy. Um, and the Giants still got Brian Dable and his roster. Lord have mercy. God bless him. God bless him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as long as the commanders make the right moves in the free agency, Ben, and, you know, make the right moves in, in, in the draft. They, I mean, let me ask you this, Ben. I'll make, I'll make an example. Let, let's say they draft Caleb. Okay, what's going to happen to Sam and what's going to happen to Brissett? Do you think they'll release at least one of them? At least one of them. Brissett would definitely be gone. He's an unrestricted free agent. Okay. Um, he's, he's not going to sit around and, you know, be the third round, the third string quarterback. Um, Jacoby still wants to still – I think Jacoby can still be a starter somewhere. I don't – once again, he's, he's, a, he's a game manager for sure, but – you know, Jacoby late down the stretch when he finally took over for Hal, we were playing the best brand of football we had all year. Uh, I think he can still play. I think he can still be on a team that, you know, allows them a possible chance for a playoff push, you know, a Falcons, playoff run Falcons. or a playoff appearance. Yeah, I think the Falcons could be a decent little spot for him. Um, but, yeah, I think obviously they'll keep Sam Howell. He's still under contract. He's Damn. he's extremely fucking cheap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he's extremely fucking cheap being, what, a fourth or fifth round pick. Uh, and, I mean, Jacoby Brissett's cheap too, but Jacoby, would you rather pay your backup $10 million like we are Jacoby or like we did Jacoby this year 
Well, would you rather pay your backup, who was a former fourth round, fifth round pick, who's making one and a half million dollars? I would rather do what Kyle did, pay one million to Sam Darnold as a backup. How about that? Exactly. So we're we're going to retain Sam Howell. We're, we'll retain Sam Howell regardless of who the quarterback is, whether it's Drake May or Sam Howell. All right, and there you go. So that that that's the only that's the only funny thing about the possible about possibly thinking about them drafting Drake May yeah. is like when Sam Howe and Sam Howe and Drake May at one time were both at Carolina in the same quarterback room and oh, Drake May God. had to watch Sam be the starter and then if Drake gets drafted by the commanders they'll once again be in the same quarterback room but now Sam will have to watch Drake be the starter. Oh, it, it, shit. It, you know who's going to be a be fucking, It would be comical. It would be comical be. for and sure. You know, who, you know who will become a commander's fan? Maxwell, because he'll be like, oh, see, commander, you love drafting my, my – Hey, he, 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 can, he can take my spot as being a commander fan. I'll give him my uh, commander's pass. He's like, he's like Ben Fair. You got to like my school players. They're fucking great in the NFL. Fucking great in the NFL. They've only ever had – Aside from <clears> – so uh, you want to know the two best players they've ever produced and really the only two players – I know, they, I know. Can I kind of guess one of them? Is one of them uh, a famous Giants? Well, obviously you know Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, guess who the other one is? He's a, he's an offensive lineman. He's a Super Bowl champion offensive lineman. Interesting. Do I know him? He, 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 yeah, he played within the 2000s. He played with a Hall of Fame quarterback. Interesting. Interesting. So think about a Hall of Fame quarterback who's won a Super Bowl within the last 20 years. 20 years. Brady? And this guy played offensive line for him. Interesting. Oh, shit. Um, is it? Let me give you one guess. Um, was, damn. Uh, but, uh, I'm going to be so mad if I get it wrong. Um. Is it? Damn, it's okay. Can, can I get it right all day? Um, uh, I'm it's from go an go. AFC team. It's from an AFC team. AFC team. Rob Nikovich. No, uh, the only the only other great Carolina football player aside from Lawrence Taylor is Jeff Fucking Saturday. Oh my God. He played for North Carolina. North Carolina, oh North Carolina yeah. And, and then obviously Jabril Peppers. So Jabril Peppers, Lawrence Taylor, and Jeff fucking Saturday are the only three good Carolina players that ever come out of Carolina football. Oh, my goodness gracious. I, but I swear to God, do, do me a favor. If Caleb was still on the board for you guys, and you guys still went with Drake May, I'm about I'm, I'm done. I'm really done. I'm, I'm, can you imagine, no, it, bro? I don't care. I don't care if Caleb is gone. If the, Drake, if they run up to the podium, and the NFL commissioner goes with the second pick of the 2024 <laughs> NFL draft, the Washington Commanders select quarterback Drake May from North from the University of North Carolina. My fandom with that team is over. It's over. I don't care if Caleb's on the board or not. If Drake May is a Washington commander, I am no longer a fan of the commanders or the NFL. I'm not watching two North Carolina quarterbacks be the focal point 
of a fucking NFL team that I'm supposed to root for. It's not happening. And the commander fans are going to be like, watch him prove you wrong, Ben. And if he does, he does. And guess what? I'll keep to my word. And I, whether they, even if they get Drake May, like I said, I won't be a fan anymore. I don't care if Drake May goes and wins a fucking Super Bowl. Guess what? I still won't be a fan of the team because I'm going to stick to my word. Oh, man. Yeah, you promise. You promise. Drake, Drake, May, Drake May could turn into a Hall of Famer. I don't care. I'm not rooting for this fucking team. Interesting. I'm not going to root for a team that's got two quarterbacks from a school I despise of. Right. I'm not su- doing it. How surprised would you be? There's no way they would be able to pick this guy, but what if they pick – Jaden McDonald's. Would you be mad because that was too early? But what do you what do you think? Um, no, I, I've seen people I've seen people have us trading back a spot or two, the three or four, and skipping on Caleb and Drake and Marvin and going with Jaden Daniels. Are you okay? I the only reason I'm okay with Jaden is because like I do think there's stuff Jaden needs to work on. His frame, he needs to build out his frame. He's way too fucking skinny. Yeah, he's yeah. like 205. He's like 205 pounds. God damn. He's way too fucking skinny. He's really fucking skinny. He's really skinny. Um, what do you so want to be, 20? That, <laughs> yes, you need to be at least 220 minimum. Even 220, I think, is too small. I think you need to be, especially someone like Jaden, who's 6'4 plus, no reason you can't be 225, 230. Yeah. I think 230, if you're 6'4 and you're playing quarterback, I think you should be 230 minimum. Yeah, yeah. All of them. Yeah. 230 is a great – you're 230. You're 20 pounds, 30 pounds lighter than than your DNs. You're, you know, 50 – roughly 50 pounds lighter than D tackles. You're roughly 15, 20 pounds lighter than linebackers. You're bigger than every fucking DB. Like, if you're 210, now you're 50 pounds lighter than pretty much every DN. You're 80 to 90 pounds lighter than every D tackle. You're 50 pounds, 40 to 50 pounds lighter than your linebackers. And you're possibly lighter than every last DB in the entire NFL, minus a few. So, yes, Jaden Daniels needs to gain 20 to 25 pounds. And it's not even fucking close. I do like his arm strength. I do think it could be better. And I think if he just tweets his throwing mechanics just a tad bit, he can get that extra arm strength. So I, I don't worry about that. He, he improved his accuracy every single year he was in college football. So I like that. And then when it comes to being a runner, I mean, there wasn't a more dangerous quarterback with the ball in his hands in that aspect in college football last year. And, and honestly, there wasn't a, there hasn't been a more dangerous quarterback running the football the way Jaden did, honestly, since Lamar Jackson came out. Yeah. And so I, I like Jaden. I, like I said, do I think he's perfect? No. Do I think he'll be a superstar? No. But do I think he is a guy that can function within the NFL if – if he is able to bulk up, yeah, I think he can work. I like him more than Drake because I think he gives you just as much as Drake does when it comes to throwing the ball. Yeah. But he can also give you that extra bit of athleticism when it comes to running. Right. I'll, I'll just say this to Commander Vincent to you. You guys would like Peters. I mean, he's this guy is the one that picked Purdy, by the way. 
So that should be a good sign. So you guys should like him. Um, and I think you're going to like every pick. Now, is he going to know every pick? No. But if he do, I'll just say this. He does great in the later round. So you should be happy. So enjoy him. I hope he picks the right coach. Adam, this is on you. There's no excuses. Yeah, they have a lot of money. And just pick the right coach for my guy, Ben. Please pick Mike so they can, they can sign Patrick Queen. Shit, maybe Ben could buy a Patrick Queen jersey. Who knows? Maybe he will. I have no idea. No, I'm not. I'm not buying a Patrick Queen jersey. Hell uh, no. uh, well, mm, you got it for for me to buy your jersey. You got to be insanely special. Like you got to be a Terry McLaurin, somebody who's produced regardless of the quarterback and head coaches he's had. You got to be a Sean Taylor. You got to be a, a London Fletcher. Like I love Pat Queen, but. Pat Queen ain't somebody that I'm like, yo, I got to have his fucking jersey. I got to have that dude's name on my back. No, no, no. I love Pat Queen, but he not getting a jersey. All right. All right. <laughs> not, yeah. not, not, in my, not in my collection. <laughs> oh, man. But we'll see what you guys do as coach. I think you guys will hire somebody this week or next week, more than likely this week. And we shall see. You win Seattle. We're just waiting for those two. So we'll find out next week. and We'll, talk, we'll, we'll pick our game for next week for the Super Bowl week. And – God damn it. It's going to be on CBS, Super Bowl. They're going to pay attention to Taylor Swift. But, but honestly, at this point, but ben, are you are you doing a parlay at that point? How many times are they going to put Taylor Swift on the screen? For fuck's sake, man. Is there a parlay for that? I wish there was because that's a parlay I would take every single week. I would take the over on that shit every <laughs> fucking week. By the way, breaking news, by the way, Nickelodeon is getting the Super Bowl too. So look at that, NFL. Look at that. Anyways. Oh, <laughs> Come on, man. You know what NFL cares about money? All right. Anyway, the point is, Ben, well, are you writing any articles for this week? Yeah. Um, it was The article was supposed to come out today, but Will, our buddy Will texted me, and he said the article is going to come out tomorrow afternoon. Right. Um, it's picks 11 through 20. Obviously, I did picks uh, 1 through 10 last week, so I, I did 11 through 20 this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then next week I will finish out the fir- the rest of the first round picks 21 through 32. Mm. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And then obviously at the end of the week, I will be doing um, a movie article. I might do a continuation of the Oscars like I did last week. Um, mm-hmm. Time time will tell. But ultimately, I'm, I gotta, I'm getting things ready for school. I start school next Monday. So um or I should say I start school up again next Monday. So I'm, I'm, I'm really busy. So we'll have to see ultimately what I, what, what I decide to do. All right, man. Good luck with that one. And, uh, but yeah, um, you guys can follow me at respectable big, obviously. And obviously I've been size eight twenty four. Um, so yeah, man, let's go Duke. Hopefully you guys win against, against UNC. So those UNC fans can be quiet, Ben. And, uh, yeah, God, God bless you. And also let me know who you, who you, the Niners pick for your, for your mock, man. I mean, hopefully you pick the right player for us. Shit, I would love that Michigan player, defense attack. I forget his name, but I would love him to replace um, Javon Kinlaw. So what? What? What position group? That way, I when I make the article, when I do y'all's pick, I, I know like what to kind of look for. What? What's a position or two that you would like me to try and target for you? Either a defensive tackle because the replacement for Kinlaw, I think he's gone. So the Michigan, I forget his name though, but you probably know what I'm talking about the defensive tackle. Um, 
he had, he had, I forget his father's name. I forget his last. You, you probably you would you would know his last name. Uh, his father his father's famous. He's a Hall of Famer, but you probably know who I'm talking about. But anyways, but yeah, defensive tackle for sure because I don't think they're drafting an offensive lineman that on uh, that pick. I don't think they're picking them. Maybe they're picking running back with CMC. Who knows? I mean, I, shit, imagine. But no, I don't think they're picking. No, there's. Back. I mean, the only running back worth taking is Jonathan Brooks, possibly in the first round. But I. I, I like, dude, I don't, I don't, and if Jonathan Brooks didn't get hurt this year towards the end of the season, Jonathan Brooks maybe would have been a first round pick. Yeah. But because he will be coming off that injury, uh, I still think he's the first running back off the board, but I don't think we're going to see a running back taken until the middle of the second round. Fast. So we shall see. Let me know who you who you take for us. I don't think we're so. You to- said you said D tackle. Yes, for Michigan. I mean, you probably know who I'm talking about. But uh, but but I'll tell you. I'll tell you on text. But anyways, this was the end uh, episode of seventy nine. Ben, God bless you. See you next Tuesday. And congrats on the school, man. Good luck to you. And God bless you. And let's go, Duke, man. Peace. Peace.